The pass is long, the hit is hard, and the running fast. It's time for high school football. This is the WCLT High School Football Game of the Week on Kate 98.7. Tonight's game is brought to you by Houston Plumbing and Heating, Licking Memorial Health Systems, KSEP's Auto Body and Service Center, Lashley Tractor Sales, and Mike's Roofing. 8.7 High School Football Game of the Week as the Newark Catholic Green Wave play host to the Hornets of Licking Heights. Hi everybody, Brian Mays, Garrett Wando, welcome to our Game of the Week here from a sun-drenched white field and homecoming tonight for the Newark Catholic Green Wave. And Garrett, last week we talked about Thomas Worthington and Newark gut check time after a loss. These teams, it's not gut check time, it's desperate mode time. Really, the postseason starts now for both of these ball clubs. Yeah, really a must-win game for both of these teams. Um, Newark Catholic coming off their 28 to nothing loss against Magador. And then uh, Licking Heights dropping a heartbreaker last week against Utica, 17-16. to So the key here for Newark Catholic has try to get your offense going, try to put some points on the board, which we saw they won the toss and actually are going to receive. I actually am a fan of that. You know, try to get your offense out there, build some momentum, um, because through four games a season, they have just scored 30 points total, and we were looking at their schedule last year because they were so dominant last year, you know. Um, lost 22 seniors, which could be a big reason why, you know, they're so far 0-4 on the year. But the only times that they did, they scored 30-plus in seven out of their ten games last season. So it really starts with, I think, their offense, because their defense, for the most part, you know, keeps these game keeps them in these games. And I think it's really just up to that offense to see if they can try to put some points on the board. It starts right here on this first drive. As you mentioned, the Green Wave winless in four contests, first time in this historic and tradition-rich schools program that they've not had a win in their first four contests of the season. And truly, it's a losing streak of five games going back to the state semifinal loss last year to Warren JFK 21-7. Licking Heights at one point last year was 5-2. and two. Since then they are one in their last eight contests, one and seven, and starting out this year, one and three, beginning the year with a win over Johnstown, 26-22, and then losing to Tri-Valley, Bell Fountain, and as Garrett alluded to, to Utica last week. Now, these teams have played very good ball clubs to start this year. Newark Catholic, the record of their non-conference, 13-3. and And we talked about Licking Heights. Tri-Valley is going to be a very good ball club. Bell Fountain, they're 3-1. and Utica's off to a 3-1 and start. So it's not like they're playing mincemeat schedules to start out this. They're, they're facing tough competition, which maybe will help them the second half of 2023. Yeah, if they're able to get back on track and make the playoffs, you know, it just matters if you can get in the playoffs. Um, you know, having that experience earlier in the season, you know, as a coach, as a player, you know, you're hopeful that that will turn your club into a better team, you know, coming down the stretch and just having that experience against those other types of playoff teams, you know, if you're able to make the playoffs, it's only beneficial. So we'll see what happens this evening between the Green Wave and the Hornets tonight here from Whitefield. When we return here, 
on our high school football game of the week. We'll have an interview I did with Josh Hendershot, the first-year head coach of Newark Catholic, a couple weeks ago from our Licking County Locker Room show. We'll bring that to you next as you're listening to the high school football game of the week here on Tate. I don't know how I'm going to get this project finished. Wrenches keep breaking, the lawnmower just cut my extension cords, and I could really use a skid steer loader. Go to the ER. Who's that? Go to the ER. Go to the ER? But I'm not hurt, just frustrated. Not the emergency room. Go to Weekend Warriors Equipment Rental for all the tools and help you need to get your project finished right and timely. Weekend Warrior Equipment Rental, Route 13, Thornville, next to Napa. Your college experience should be built just for you, supporting everything you value most. That's why Ohio University delivers the high-quality education we're known for right here on our Lancaster campus. Whether you're a full-time student or working full-time, Ohio's affordable, flexible degrees are always in demand in our community and can take you anywhere. Earn a degree in your own backyard on your own terms and move your career and your community forever forward. Learn more at ohio.edu slash Lancaster. You're listening to the High School Football Game of the Week, brought to you by Licking Memorial Health Systems on Kate 98.7. And welcome back, everybody. Happy to be joined by Newark Catholic head coach, first-year head coach, Josh Hendershot. What is the feeling like when you get to come back to a place that obviously helped develop and, and mold you as a player, as a coach, as a person? What was that like, knowing that you were going to be the head coach? Yeah, it was uh, it was really special. Um, just when Coach uh, Coach Schwab gave me the original call, um, it was a really special moment for me and really exciting. Just yeah, this place, like you said, you know, meant a lot to me, built me into who I am. So yeah, it's been a lot of fun to be back here. You've had quite the journey uh, as a coach and been around a lot of great coaches um, and I think you got to play for Coach Campbell at Toledo, is that yep. right? He was there and then um, we're on Jason Candle's staff, went to Jim Harbaugh's staff, uh, just finished up at Dayton where I and I apologize, you'll, you'll know his name but I know he just retired after almost what, half half a century at Dayton? I yeah, believe? Rick Chamberlain. Rick yeah, Chamberlain yeah. for almost 50 years. So that's a long time um, but I mean you had to just garner bits and pieces from each one because they're all a little bit different but how, how did that mold you as a head coach? Yeah, I think you know, for me it actually started back when um, Bill Franks was my head coach at NC and just seeing how he responded to players and, and his style of coaching and you know, I think it was really similar along the way. I think every coach has a little bit of that personality where you know, they want the players to take ownership um, and take, you know, take their lead in things and I was lucky enough to be around a lot of those coaches and, um, and and those teams, you know, that, that took ownership of that as well. What did you learn playing at Toledo? Uh, what did I learn playing at Toledo? Um, I would say, you know, we had this moniker at Toledo Tough and uh, I think just learned how to, to be a tough football player. Um, New York Catholic taught me a lot about tradition, um, which Toledo football has. And then I think that just that mindset of being tough, of never backing down. Um, they had a proud history of playing bigger teams and, and winning some of those games. And that's you know something that I got to experience at New York Catholic as well. So I think just that, that toughness and that grit factor was something I, I picked up there. Mantra is definitely bleed green. And Coach, you, you always been a part of that so what have you seen from the the leaders or the the veterans on the team yeah i think we've got you know we've got a couple guys that have really stepped up as leaders but these two um especially they they understand it they understand what it takes and it's still a learning process
process and, and they're getting better every day and they get challenged by me uh, to be better every day but you know just in terms of the, the care factor the, the love of not just the, the team the thought of being your Catholic football but their brothers you know of all their teammates these guys do a great job of showing that on a daily basis and you know they're, they're like I said continuing to grow as leaders when you take everybody's best shot uh, you know I one that's a compliment but two um, that really is you know for a young team that's a lot to ask for yeah you know I think for them though it's it's the lessons that they're learning right now you know and understanding that the playoffs the picture is a lot different than it's ever been Very you know, how many teams get in and what we're learning and the adversity that we're facing and how we're continuing to grow and how I think we're going to take another step this week that's only going to pay dividends on the back end you know when it's when it really really matters you know there's going to be a lot of teams that at the end of the season they have not seen the adversity they haven't seen the type of players they haven't seen you know the um, just the multitude of facets we've seen that I think you know our guys are taking in stride right now and growing and like I said it'll, it'll pay off in the end. Newark Catholic head coach Josh Hendershot and I think he brings up some good points there but you talk about adversity and for a team and for players that are used to success you kind of do have to wonder about the mentality and we talked about it last week with coach Franks I think a, a huge benefit tonight would be getting off to a good start and like you said getting off the snide and, and getting points on the board right off the bat. Yeah, I mean, newer Catholic, you know, like you said, this is the first time they ever started 0-4 in history. So nobody here, the fans, the players, the coaching staff, is used to this. This is not familiar territory for them. Um, and, yeah, I think getting the ball, you know, you, do, you typically don't see that. You know, the classic move by uh, coaches, you know, if you win the coin toss, you defer to the second half. That's the classic move. Um, but they elected to receive it. Um, and, you know, we'll obviously see if it pays off for him. But getting a touchdown or just, you know, putting a solid offensive drive together, really, um, moving the chains, taking some time off the clock, just doing something offensively that you can uh, feel good about yourself, build some confidence in those guys, you know, specifically, you know, quarterback Miller Hutchinson. We saw him last year. Um, he looked really good, obviously, surrounded, you know, with a very talented team. And this year, you know, According to Max Preps, one touchdown, 11 interceptions. So definitely not the stats, you know, that he was wanting to put um, up through four games. So I think just getting your quarterback, um, building his confidence up, you know, with with some easy completions to start off this game, hitting him up with some receivers, um, can really go a long way. And hopefully, you know, even if you can't win this game, but just looking forward for the rest of the season, hopefully get some wins. Well, and I think one thing we saw last year with him at the end of the year was sometimes he did stare down his receivers, which is a common bugaboo with quarterbacks. But when you've got senior wide receivers like they had who are able to get separation and make those plays, you can stare them down a little mm-hmm. bit more. Now you're learning with a new group, and you know if, if the pattern is just off a little bit and you're staring him down, you've got a veteran defensive back who knows where it's coming, that's probably led to the interception. So we talked about confidence. It does definitely start with him. Uh, I think both line plays have to get more physical uh, because as an offensive lineman, you're just as disappointed as the skilled players that you've not been able to put points on the board. And that's just so unlike a green wave offense. And you're taking on a, a Licking Heights team, which 
let's be real again. Newark Catholic is Division Six. Looking Heights is Division Two. A lot of people think Heights is the favorite tonight. They'll probably be a little bit bigger up front. So this is another good challenge for the Green Wave. Yeah, and I think too, you know, just knowing that you might not and probably won't be bigger than Heights um, up front. You just got to be able to adapt to it. You know, we've seen Newark over these past couple years. That's a struggle that they always have. They have great skill players. They've got great quarterbacks, great skill players surrounding that line play, but the line just seems to be a little bit smaller than their opponents. So you need to try to figure out, you know, ways to play around that and not, you know, solely just rely on their offensive line. But also, you know, too, you are expected to better play out your offensive line because it don't matter who you have, quarterback, wide receiver, tight end, anybody, all those skill positions, if your line cannot give time for the quarterback or for the running back, you know, to get some holes up front, it doesn't matter who you have. Lucky Knights also has a first-year head coach in Austin Drewyar, who, again, is dealing with a team that is smarting. You have a 16-7 lead late in the fourth quarter, and then next thing you know, after an onside kick and a field goal, you lose by one point at home. So interesting to see their mentality coming out because they probably thought we're going to be two and two heading into the newer Catholic game instead they're smarting at one and three yeah I'm sure they're disappointed coming off that loss last week against Utica and you know, they have to lock in here and I think both these teams are you know going to come into this game really really focused because I'm sure both these teams looking at the schedules and stuff are thinking that they can beat one another this is a winnable game for both of these teams um, both having sort of down years, so, um, but yeah, um, Licking Heights definitely needs to be prepared because I will not be shocked if Newark Catholic comes out firing here on offense, especially since they did um, elect to receive. We're getting closer and closer to kickoff between Licking Heights and Newark Catholic. That'll be next as you're listening to the high school football game of the week on Kate 98.7. Is your job going places? Mine is, and I'm taking people with me. Hi, I'm Kim, a bus operator for Licking County Transit. We make a difference in people's lives, transporting them in and around Licking and surrounding counties. We have flexible schedules, competitive wages, and great health benefits. Join our team at Licking County Transit. No CDL required. Call 740-670-5150. 740-670-5150. Equal Opportunity Employer. The experienced heating and cooling professionals that meet any budget is just a phone call away. Your local Lennox dealer, Lucart Heating and Cooling, has been installing Lennox systems in Licking County for over 60 years. Installation professionals, Nate certified technicians, and Lennox Innovations make Lucart Heating and Cooling the wise choice. Call 740-344-5497 today. That's 740-344-5497. Lennox. Innovation never felt so good. You're listening to the High School Football Game of the Week, brought to you by Lashley Tractor Sales on Kate 98.7. Back at Whitefield, the Newark Catholic Green Wave have entered the playing field, getting ready to come out as the fans rise to their feet. Still waiting on Looking Heights. We are going to be starting a little bit later this evening. Kickoff right around 7.05, so we're getting set for that. Right now, though, let's pause for station identification as you're listening to the High School Football Game of the Week on Kate 98.7. You're listening to the High School Football Game of the Week on WCLT. Come on, 254CT Newark. Kate 98.7. Brian Mays, Garrett Wandle. Friday night football here at Whitefield. 
will be the coolest night that we've had so far. But here we are, mid-September, halfway through this regular season already, my friend. Doesn't take long, does it? Uh, like you said, fastest ten weeks of the year, really. But, uh, yeah, great weather once again, you know. She's awesome. Yeah. Gotta we, love uh, Mother Nature. Getting spoiled here. I always, I always looking at when we have our games on Friday, and I'm just expecting, you know, clear skies and not too hot, not too cold, and it's never let us down, really. It really, <laughs> it really has not. So, the Green Wave are out on the field. We're still waiting for Licking Heights, and now they have joined the party as well, getting ready to run over to their sideline as well. And then we'll have our national anthem, and then be set for kickoff. So again, Newark Catholic coming in looking for their first win in game number five. Looking Heights looking to get to two and three on the season. Heights has won five games at least the past three seasons looking for their third consecutive Region 7 playoff berth. And of course, Newark Catholic what a run they've had the last four years. A regional final, two state semifinals, and a state runner-up. And uh, Heights players now are moving over to their sidelines and getting ready. And everybody will be getting lined up and will be ready to get started here shortly. Good crowd tonight, as you would expect for homecoming. And also Licking Heights traveling well here from the outskirts of Pataskala. And now... We'll have our national anthem. Put your right hand on your heart and join us in the singing of the national anthem being performed this evening by Newark Catholic sophomore Laney Caton. Set to go. Newark Catholic and Licking Heights. This series, Heights has won six of the eight contests that have gone consecutively over the last eight campaigns, winning last year at home 27-17. to Overall, in the last four meetings, these two teams have split 
winning both contests on their respective home field. So Newark Catholic hope that continues tonight and Lurking Heights trying to break that on the road. So still everyone just kind of taking their time for this one. No, no rush to get kicking off on this Friday night. The refs have huddled and they're set up. And Newark Catholic will be going right to left to start this ball game up. They're just trying to take in homecoming, you know, I know. Well, and I think both teams, and you said it, both coaches want this one badly. Oh, yeah. This really could just, you know, kickstart the second half of the season. And I think that's where everyone's just taking a little bit more time, a little bit more time in the huddles. The refs are kind of ready to go, and the, the teams are saying, yeah, this is so, we might have some nerves, because uh, I'm guessing the, the pregame talks have been, Guys, we need this. Yeah, it, it's a must-win game, I think, for both of these teams. Um, like like we said, just based off how the season has been going, and a win here can kind of give you that much-needed boost, that much-needed momentum to kind of catapult you um, into the second half of the season, try to make a playoff push. And we are set. Jonah Johnson will be kicking it off for Licking Heights. Back deep. For Newark Catholic, Mikey Hess, their outstanding running back. He is standing at his 10-yard line. The whistle blows. We are set to go. Welcome to high school football on this Friday night. Right here on Kate 98.7. Johnson up to the ball. And a line drive kick that will bounce at the 20. Right up to the 30, 35, 40. All the way up to the 45, across that to about the 47 is Theo Talbot. An outstanding field position for an offense that wants to break the scoring drought right here, right now. Yeah, absolutely. What you wanted to see right there from the green wave sets them up with good field position. And like we said, for an offense that has been struggling up until this point, set them up with good field position. About the at their own 46-yard line, we'll see if they can make something of it. Quarterback is Junior Miller Hutchinson. They will officially mark it at the 46. First and ten there for the Green Wave. Hutchinson gets the snap and he will pitch it to Hessel on the left side. Gets a couple good blocks. He's up to midfield and knocked out of bounds right there. And a couple of devastating blocks by the Newark Catholic offensive front right there. Pushes him all the way to the Hornets' 49-yard line. Yeah, like what I saw right there in the first down play. A little pitch play to the outside for Hess getting him. Trying to get him on the outside. It uses speed. Um, but, yeah, good first down play. Six yards on the run. So second down. And they'll call it four. From the Licking Heights 49-yard line. Go heavy on the left side here for the line and a couple of wide receivers. Hess in the backfield with Hutchinson. He will look to throw this time. Fires wide open and getting the first down to about the 39-yard line just inside the 40. Making the catch there is Kelly Went and Hutchinson one for one to start. Yeah, like right there, Hutchinson thought about maybe taking a deep shot, but just checked it down to Wentz, and it's good enough for the first down. You, you don't need to, you know, force the long throw, which I'm sure is what Hutchinson's figuring out um, so far along this season. It's fine to just kind of chip away um, at that defense, take what they give you. 
Well, I'll tell you what they took away. They took away a bad spot because they have it at the 40. It should have been inside there. But nevertheless, it's a first and 10. Newark Catholic from the Hornets 40-yard line. Opening drive of this game. And a hard count did not get Looking Heights offside. They at least were able to get back. And that pass falls incomplete looking for Talbot. Led him a little bit too much second down. Yeah, see if... It looked like we saw some movement on the line from the Hornets that time, but no flag. We saw last week um, that hard count and those offside penalties were Did we a big ever. factor uh, against Newark in that game. What did we end up with? Eight? I want to say eight uh, uh, the whole game, and like six of them were in the first quarter. Seven, Six or seven were in the first quarter. No call there. Second down and ten for the Green Wave. At Heights' 40-yard line. Hutchinson will throw again. Quick pass, and this catch made by Talbot. Makes a couple nice moves. He's at the 30, 25, and gets drilled, but still picks up a 20-yard scamper and a big first down for the Green Wave. And that was all Talbot right there. The little drag routes. Hutchinson found him, and he made several horns miss him. That's what you got to do. Just put the ball in your skill player's hands and just see what they can do with it, and that's what they did. Great yards after catch that time. So it is exactly 20 yards down to the 20, first and 10. Red zone opportunity here for the Green Wave on this opening possession. Looking to get an early lead on Licking Heights and break the eight-quarter scoring drought. Have not scored since week two in the fourth quarter at Nelsonville, York. Here's a handoff to Hess. Big hole, 15, 10, down to the 5, first and goal, Green Wave. I think that offensive line may have hurt us up here in the pregame because they are playing outstanding. Huge hole up the middle for Hess that time. He took advantage. Now it's time to kind of earn these points here, first and goal at the 5. Hess 15 yards on that pickup, so he's got two carries for 20 yards right off the bat. Passing game and running game clicking right now for the Green Wave. First and goal at the five-yard line. Hess is behind Hutchinson. Now he goes to his right shoulder on this first and goal from the five. Man in motion. Here's the pitch to Hess looking to get a block. He's got a lot of heat from inside and pulled down, but they're going to call a horse collar. He was tackled for a three-yard loss, but he was tackled... With his jersey, and then I think the the force of pulling him down from behind is going to lead to that personal foul. Yeah, probably did. Yeah, need to use, take him down by the horse collar to bring him down. Looked like he was coming down. Officials are talking about it, but just a huge mistake right there for Looking Heights if this flag does stand, which it does. It does. So they'll move it half the distance, I would assume, here. And really, if you just would have had the pressure to just keep moving Hess towards the sidelines, he had a couple of other defenders right there which probably would have pushed him out. But instead, they'll mark it between the three and two, closer. Well, actually, it's just right in the middle. So, first and goal now from the two-and-a-half-yard line. After the personal foul... Newark Catholic just a couple yards away from Paydirt. Same setup, but this time Hess on the left side of Hutchinson. Handoff. Hess will get maybe inside the two, if that. 
front wall that time of Heights defense doing the job. Yeah, they were expecting the run. They did a good job of stopping it right there, but I was newer Catholic. I mean, up until that point, your running game has been pretty effective. I just try to hand it off here on second and goal and try to get this one in. Uh, yeah, about one and a half yards till that end zone. Seventh play of this drive. Hess stays in the backfield with Hutchinson. Second and goal from the two. Man in motion. And ball on the ground. It's fumbled. And I think Heights has recovered. And a flag on the play. I think it's going to be against Newark Catholic. And a turnover on downs or on the fumble. And Heights gets it. Wow, what a change of events. Yeah, I mean, yeah, is just... Uh, that's a really critical play early in this game, obviously. Looked like, especially after that horse collar penalty, Newark Catholic was going to be able to get into the end zone. But it reminds me, I know it's a little far away, or it's a little uh, in the past now, but Clemson on the goal line against Duke on Labor Day just a few weeks ago, just a mishandle on that kind of read option. Didn't Hutchinson didn't quite know what he was doing, if he was going to pull it back or give it to Hess. And by the time he figured it out, they just kind of ran into each other and a costly fumble on the goal line. So turnover and Licking Heights gets it at their four-yard line. And it's a handoff to Jake Lopinto. And Lopinto gets to the five-yard line, a one-yard pickup. So just when you think everything is clicking, and you're right, I don't think they ever, the ball exchange really never took place. It is kind of a uh, yeah sloppy exchange right there. Yeah, by the time I think Hutchinson... Knew what he wanted to do. It was too late. Pulled it back too late. And, yeah, Hess kind of just knocked that one out of Hutchinson's, uh, Hutchinson's hands. Senior quarterback Michael Landry gets the handoff. And here's a pitch. And getting across the five to about the seven-yard line. I believe that was Lopinto again. Kind of interesting. Both star running backs wearing 45. Must be the magic number. Archie Griffin thought yeah. so. Yeah, a big third down coming up here, though. This new Catholic defense has been pretty good for him so far this year. Let's see if they can bail him out, bail out that offense here, give him the ball right back. Third and seven. Landry to throw. Quick drop and the catch made. And getting the first down across the 15-yard line is Jaden Edwards. So good throw and catch right there. And a third down pickup for the Hornets. Yeah. Looked like they may have could have stopped him a yard too short, but he was able to break a tackle, fight forward for that extra couple yards. That's a big third down conversion. Not only does it kind of get you out of danger zone, just extends a drive here for the Hornets. Ten yards on the pickup to the height 17-yard line. Seven minutes left in this opening quarter. We are scoreless. First time Heights has the ball this evening. Landry by himself in the backfield. He will keep it. Gets across the 20. Close to a face mask, but no call up to the 22-23 yard line, so about a five-yard pickup. And from what I've seen, Hornets like running the football a lot on offense, so they're going to be draining a lot of that clock as long as they're able to keep moving the change, which makes every offensive possession that much more important for the Green Wave. So just trying to stop them here before they you know, just bleed too much time off the clock is very important for Newark Catholic. After the five-yard pickup on first down, it's second and five. Here comes a blitz, and the pass knocked down. Nicely done by Jackson Holman. He came out 
untouched on the blitz. The pass was going his way and Holman knocked it down to bring up another third down here for the Heights offense. Yeah, probably saved a four or five yard completion, possibly even a first down right there, getting his hand up on that ball. But yeah, once again, another third down coming up. We'll see if the Green Wave can hold strong here and force the punting unit out there. Trips to the near side and two wide outs to the far side. Landry by his lonesome on this third and five. Here comes pressure up the middle. Catch off and intercepted. Picked off by Talbot. 25-20. Inside the 20 to about the 18-yard line. Off the hands of Edwards and Talbot. Right place, right time. Second turnover in this first quarter. Yeah, we've seen both these teams make costly mistakes. Now the Green Wave basically pick up right where they left off. Basically, we're running the same play that worked for them in their last third down conversion. Would have worked. Unfortunately, just went off the receiver's hands that time. And, yeah, Talbot was right there to make the tackle. And, fortunately, that time uh, intercepts that ball. So, Talbot, who put him in great field position to start with the kickoff return, does it again now on the INT. And first and ten green wave at the Hornets' 18-yard line. So, both teams' first offensive possession. Ending in turnovers. Fumble by Newark Catholic and an interception by Heights. Hutchinson will roll to his right and look to throw. He's got a man wide open. Making the catch and out of bounds at the one-yard line is Owen Helms. First and goal, Green Wave. Yeah, Miller Hutchinson looking really good so far in this game. Throwing that one while on the run. Pretty accurate, but yeah, unfortunately... Couldn't keep his body in bounds. Just needed one more yard that time. So we'll see if the Green Wave can hold on to the football this time and get this one in the end zone. They're basically at the same exact spot they were at on their previous possession where they kind of had the mishandle and the fumble loss. Maybe a half yard closer at the one. But it's first and goal there. Has to the right of Hutchinson. Now he moves him to the left. Here's the snap. Here's the pitch. Hess has got room, but oh, as he stood up. Now he's still pushing forward, but he is not going to make it. Second and goal. Yeah, once again, they like going with the pitch play. Um, yeah, Hess not able to get anything going here on the goal line. That Hornets defense and defensive line especially has done a great job of limiting him really inside the five yard line second and goal from the one play call comes in to Hutchinson five and a half minutes remaining first quarter green wave knocking on the door second time they've done it in this opening stanza Hutchinson gets the snap hand off to Hess and no, sir. He has stopped behind the line of scrimmage. They're saying a fumble again. Now a late flag comes in. Wow. And I'm not sure. we got a lot going on here. So <laughs> officials stop play. Height is sure they have the ball, but there's no signal from the official of that. But a late flag coming in. And we're going to have a meeting of the officials. Boy, this is going to be an interesting call. Heights is adamant they have the ball, and they do. It's a second fumble inside the five-yard line. Now let's see what the penalty is, but if they've made the signal that Heights has it, you would think it's against the green wave. Unbelievable. Yeah, 
I mean, this is... Did he use the flag as I a beanbag? I think, yeah, I think that's what uh, he ended up using. Because it doesn't look like... Uh, yeah, there's no bend on it. But, yeah, I mean... Well, that's the largest beanbag I've ever seen. The, <laughs> the uh... Yeah, if, if, for those who saw that uh, Clemson-Duke game, this Newark Catholic offense is looking like Clemson, really, in, in these goal-to-go situations. Back-to-back fumbles. They just need to figure out how to get better ball control. Landry keeps it, makes a couple of green wave defenders miss and gets across the five. Pretty good pickup there on first down from the one-yard line. So, Newark Catholic, two times, second and goal from the two and from the one, fumble both times and Heights defense recovers both of them our third turnover in this first quarter yeah and I mean for an offense too that's been struggling to put on points I mean they're just itching to get a touchdown because like you said it's been over eight quarters since they scored it is (laughs) the Hornets are not making it easy for them five-yard pickup here second down and good stop that time by the Catholic defense Three players in there on that play, led by Keaton Helms. And it'll bring up again a third and long for the Heights offense. They were one on two, I believe, on third downs, with the second one being the INT. Yeah, got to be careful not to turn it over here um, for the Hornets. Um, Obvious passing situation for them here, third and six is what they're saying. So, um, I mean, yeah, it's just really up to that green wave defense to keep playing good defense. They've been playing outstanding defense so far in this one, both these teams. Third down and five, Landry in the gun. Plenty of time to throw it. He's looking, he's looking long. He's got a man open and making the catch for a huge pickup to the 36-yard line is Jackson Brewer. No pressure on Landry that time, and a huge pickup of 30 yards. Yeah, I want to say they dropped about eight guys back in coverage that time. New York Catholic, but nobody found the open man. He was open. That wasn't necessarily a great throw. He had to wait on that a couple seconds, um, but still, big gain right there on third down. First and ten. Here's the handoff to Lopinto. And about a yard pickup. Your Catholics have been doing a good job of limiting Lopenta, the 6-1 junior, which has a lot of potential in front of him. Second down to nine. Landry to throw. Wide receiver screen, but nothing going. Back to the original line of scrimmage, and that's it. So, yeah, I mean, New York Catholic's been really solid so far in these first and second down plays. You just try to limit this big third down conversion coming up here. Third and ten. That play did lose a yard. So we'll see what Landry and the Heights offense does here. 2.25 left first quarter. We are scoreless. Looking Heights and Newark Catholic. Landry rolls out. Got a little bit of pressure. Now looks. He's got a man open, and I think a little bit short of the sticks. Catch was made to Josiah Ayers. Oh, they're going to give it to him. Wow. That perception looking a little different from up top here, I guess. It looked like he was about a half yard short for me up top here, too, but uh, they gave him the benefit of the doubt that time. But another big third down conversion, it just seems like, not enough pressure coming on these third down plays. Um, you just got too much time to 
really go through his progressions and eventually find the open man. And Landry showing good composure as well. First and ten. Here's the handoff and about three-yard pickup that time for Lopinto. And, yeah, three of four on third-down conversions with the lone. And, again, Landry's pass was pretty good on that interception. Yeah. So, really, he's shown good moxie on the third-down plays. Three yards there, second down and seven as Height gets to their 49-yard line in a quarter where they've kind of been dominated, but it's scoreless, and now they're starting to turn the tide a little bit. Yeah, I mean, at this point, the way they've been able to pick up yards on this drive, they're looking really good. I mean, this drive, what, started at their, what, own two-yard line? Yeah. Currently up to their 49, and let's see if that's a backward pass. No, they're saying incomplete. So we're back to third and long again. And getting off the field is a lot easier said than done for a lot of these teams. Um, Newark Catholic, they've been playing great on this drive on these first and second down plays. Setting up third and longs, third and passing, obvious passing situations. They just need to try to see if they can stop it here. Seven yards to go into that first down marker. Most likely going to see a pass there. 58 seconds left, opening quarter. We are scoreless, third and seven. Landry rolling to his right, looking, looking. Now he's going to try and keep it, and he will be stopped well short of the first down. Gets to Newark Catholic territory to the 48, but he'll be a good four yards shy of the first. Yeah, good job that time by the Green Wave. Brought some pressure on Landry that time. Couldn't use his legs to escape. We'll see. The offense is staying out there on this fourth down and four. I'm not sure if they have to run another play here before the end of the quarter, though. Under 25 seconds. Fourth and four. Landry, he's going to go for it. Here we go. And the pass is caught and getting the first down. A yard pass of the stick, so... Heights having a lot of confidence in their offense right now because you thought, okay, they're going to flip the field. That wasn't enough for them. They want to keep going, and that's how this first quarter will come to an end. Scoreless, but a good one between Licking Heights and Newark Catholic. We'll come back with the second quarter after this timeout on the High School Football Game of the Week on Kate 98.7. Do you come home to find your trash thrown all over the ground, driveway, or yard? Or are you just tired of paying too much just to get rid of your trash? Shackleford's Disposal today, offering a weekly residential trash service at honest and fair pricing. Shackleford's also offers commercial and dumpster services for your weekend and construction projects. So call Shackleford's Disposal at 740-366-0001, where you get the real deal. Everyone's always on time. Whether you're pushing your team to the end zone to score or pushing to finish the construction job for the customer so you don't have time to be waiting for materials. Get the lighting and electrical supplies you need when you need them, even in job lot quantities. At Linden Lighting and Supply, 200 West Monroe Street in Zanesville. LindenLighting.com. Get what you need. Get it fast. Get back to work. Good luck to all area teams this year. You're listening to the High School Football Game of the Week. Brought to you by KSEP's Auto Body and Service Center on Kate 98.7. Welcome back. We start the second quarter at Whitefield. Scoreless, Newark Catholic and Licking Heights. Don't forget the T100 High School Football Scoreboard Show tonight. Mark Bruce and Lee Waller. All the scores for you from around the area. 9 to 11 tonight, the High School Football Scoreboard Show. 
on T100. So, interesting first quarter. Newark Catholic, two golden opportunities to score, fumbling inside the two-yard line twice. So, while Heights has had the ball and had an interception, this is their second offensive possession. You've got to think they're the ones playing with Mr. Momentum right now. Yeah, it's looking like that coming off that big fourth down conversion. Um, just really, really pleased with what I'm seeing from their offense so far. Good mix between running and throwing the football, which is what you need to win football games. The big thing here for Newark is just trying to, you know, get off the field on these third downs. They've already, uh, the Hornets have already picked up three third down conversions. And a fourth down conversion. Yeah. So they're getting it done, and they will face a first down after picking up the fourth and four at the Green Wave 43-yard line as we get ready to start this second quarter. And you just got to wonder a little bit about the psyche with the Green Wave offense right now. You, you, you were doing everything right. You were taking advantage of the interception, first and goal at the one, but that first down play both times just not getting any yardage seem to make a huge difference for play number two on each drive. Right, man. I mean, yeah, they're just handed it off to Hess. I don't blame them. I'd be calling that, too, at the one-yard line. Um, it's a Hornets D-line. Um, they have been doing a great job when it's been inside the five so far this game of standing them up, not letting them gain really anything, and then it comes down to second and goal. They don't, they're not satisfied with just stopping them anymore. They want to force a turnover, and they have been successful so far, two for two on turnovers inside the five. So we get ready for the second quarter to begin. Twelve minutes left before half. Scoreless, first and ten heights at the Green Wave 43-yard line. Landry, quick drop. Here's Lopinto. He's at the 40, 35, 30, down the sidelines, 25, 20, inside the 20-yard line as he takes a couple of tacklers with him. Now, see Lopinto that time using him in the passing game, kind of just rolled him out right. I mean, you give it like kind of what New York Catholic was doing on their first offensive possession. Just give the ball to your skill players and see what they can do, you know, when they have the ball in their hands in the open field. 26 yard pickup. It's first and 10 at the Green Wave 17. Landry, again, here's the pass to Lopinto. Same play 20, 15, inside the 10. Very close to a first down, depending on the spot. But that play, back-to-back, very good possessions, and it's first and goal. Yeah, like you said, same exact play. Instead of running it, throwing to Lopinto to the right, they rolled him out to the left, and it worked for another 10-yard pickup. So now they're set up first and goal at the 7. Now it's time for this Green Wave defense to see if they have a little magic in them they can force a turnover here. 13th play of this drive that started at their 2-yard line. First and goal at the seven. Landry in the gun. Here's the handoff. Lupinto hit in the backfield and will go nowhere. Might lose a yard. The green wave ready for that play right there. Yep. Lupinto has had a hard time when just rushing the football. The green wave, despite maybe being a little undersized on the D-line, has done a good job of limiting those rushing attempts. They're going to see, they're going to try to force... Licking Heights to throw it if they want to score a touchdown here. Second and goal, a loss of one on that play, so it's back to the eight. Landry has split backs with him on this second and goal. And it's a handoff, Lopinto again, this time a little bit better result for Hornets as he will get just to the six-yard line. So it's third and goal 
from the six-yard line. Yeah, probably. I mean, unless they already have the mindset that they want to go for it on fourth down, probably going to look to pass here on third and goal. Need about five yards here to get it in the end zone. This is where uh, Landry and company has really excelled. Third and goal from the six. Landry sends Lopinto in motion. He'll fake the throw. He's looking to keep it, and he will be stopped short of the goal line. Down to an official stop play. I didn't see a flag. I don't think there's a flag. Wait for the signal. Oh, they are going to call a legal shift against Licking Heights. So do you take the penalty and make it third and goal? Looks like that's what they're going to do from the 11. I might have kept it fourth and goal from about the three or four, the way your defensive line was playing. I, I agree with you. Uh, you don't want to give an offense more chances what they de- what they uh, deserve here, especially the way Landry's been playing. I mean, this might actually benefit him. You get more space to work with throwing the football. And, I mean, when he needs only about, you know, he's 9, 10, 11 yards, he's done really good at finding his receivers. Third and goal from the 11. Landry will roll right. Looking. Nobody open. Now he's looking to keep it, and it'll work for the Catholic defense. Sacked at the line of scrimmage. So now you pretty much have to go for a field goal with a fourth and goal from the 11. Shows what we know. That's why we're up here not coaching. So, (laughs) Uh, Yeah, sets you up with the obvious field goal opportunity here. No shot really going for it. Fourth and 12. So we'll see if... The Hornets can get on the board here first. So Jonah Johnson, who kicked things off, he will attempt a 29-yard field goal here on fourth down. Ball on the right hash. Here's the snap. Kick on the way. And it is no good. Missed it wide left. We'll take a break. 829 left second quarter scoreless. You're listening to the high school football game of the week on K98.7. Carpenters Market in Somerset, proud supporter of all area high school football teams, invites you to stop in and stock up on all the meat, deli, and dairy items you need. They're open seven days a week and have the best selection of local produce and local beef. While you're in the store, be sure to check out their weekly specials. You'll save real money on their discounted meat boxes. They're the ideal place to stock up for the colder weather to come. Look for Carpenters Market on Facebook and at 103 South Columbus Street in Somerset. Coaches often explain a loss by saying their players fail to protect the quarterback. 46! <laughs> protecting your assets is important in life as it is in football. I'm Brett Boyer from Boyer Insurance, and our team is here to provide the coverage for your life's fumbles. <laughs> so if your zone gets flooded or an employee injures their backfield, you can recover. Stay on the ball with the help of our team at Boyer Insurance in Zanesville and Coshocton and online at BoyerINS.com. You're listening to the High School Football Game of the Week, brought to you by Mike's Roofing on Kate 98.7. 25 to go before halftime. Still no score between Licking Heights and Newark Catholic. Five-yard pickup on first down for the Green Wave to Talbot on a pass from Hutchinson. So second and five from their 25. Both teams right now, you just have to say it, offensively challenged. 
And Hutchinson to throw. Fires catch made and getting to the 29-yard line with a flag on the play is Joseph Cousins. And it will go against Newark Catholic. So, again, opportunities. Newark Catholic twice inside the five with fumbles. And then a really positive drive by Licking Heights getting down to inside the three-yard or five-yard line. They had to settle for a 29-yard field goal attempt, which was no good. And here's where we stand. Yeah, both these teams just having a hard time putting together a complete drive, really just, you know, finishing, um, trying to put points on the board. And what was looking like it was going to be a third and short now for Newark Catholic will be second and very long after the penalty. Back to the 12-yard line. I believe it was a chop block. And that would be the personal foul of 15 yards. So that's why it is back and making it second and 18 for the Green Wave. See if Heights brings pressure on this second and long or if they play back. Nope, they're bringing folks. Hutchinson looks over the middle and the catch is made. And a good pick up to the 25-yard line. That would be Kelly Wentz. So 13 yards makes it third and manageable. Yeah, great job that time on second down. Yeah, just picking up enough yards to make this third and manageable. Looks like it might just be a yard or two extra from what their original third down spot was. But Hutchinson looking good. If he has time to throw, he is pretty accurate. Third and four from the 26. Wideouts bunched here to the near side. Hess in the backfield with Hutchinson. He will throw. Fires and a catch made and getting right. And there's a flight. I think that's going to be a face mask. Getting right to the sticks at the 30-yard line. But how that flag came in, I think it's going to be an automatic first down. Yeah. Yeah, based off the uh, when the flag came in, the location of it, most likely going to go against well, the Hornets. Well, but they're... Okay, let's just wait and see. <laughs> yep, it is against them. They were looking at the Licking Heights sidelines, and I'm like, why? It's on them. And it is, and it will be a first down to the 36-yard line. This has been an interesting game. Yeah, both these teams, like you said, maybe probably working out a little bit of the nerves in that first quarter with what we saw with the turnovers now. Um, now, you know, both these teams picking up personal foul penalties in this last sequence of plays. It seems like whoever can kind of clean it up, get the nerves out first, will be the first one to get the edge. Here's the pitch to Hess. Going along the left side, and there's nothing there. That play's not working right now. The Heights defense is all over it. Yeah, they've ran that pitch play a couple times. It worked a few times in that first quarter, but that time goes for a big loss. That's the risky run, too, you know, throwing the pitch. You're going backwards instead of forwards initially, you know, trying to design the big run. Um, but that time, Hornets sniffed that one out, and we set second and 12, which is probably not ideal for the green red. Want to try to stay in front of the stick. Stay out of these second and third and long situations. Six minutes remain in this second quarter. Scoreless. Looking Heights and Newark Catholic. 
Green Wave have the ball at their 34-yard line, second down and 12. Hutchinson to throw. He gets hit as he throws it, and the pass incomplete. He took a pretty good shot that time. Yeah, I think just trying to get that one away to avoid the sack. Fortunate that one fell harmless, but yeah, like you said, he took a nice lick that time, and it will be third and long. Another obvious passing situation here for the Green Wave. So from there, 34, third down and 12. Again, should mention the play clocks here at Whitefield are not working. So the referees are keeping that time on the field and letting each offense know when they're down to 10 seconds, which got to be kind of close here. A long time for this play to come in. Third and 12, Green Wave. Needing to get up to their 46-yard line, currently at their 34. Hutchinson, a little bit longer count. Here comes a blitz, and it's a screen pass. Hess at the 40. He's going to get the first down and more. Midfield turns on the afterburners. 40 and inside the 35. Great play call on third down. Well, it's exactly the type of look you want to see when you call a screen play, a halfback screen. Nice broad pressure. Looks like nobody cut to cover Hess. He had some nice blockers out in the open field, and that's what resulted in the huge game. Those screen plays, you know, they thrive when the defense decides to bring pressure. 28 yards down to the Hornets' 32-yard line. Huge third down pickup there for the Green Wave offense. Now can they take advantage of that opportunity? And, you know, it's just... A completely different offense this year. I, you know, you remember last year, those plays were coming in, boom, boom, boom. But you had seniors and folks that knew it. They've been doing it for a long time. It's just different when you have a lot of players playing for the first time. And they want to make sure the play call is right before they set it in. High snap. Hutchinson is able to grab it at the 40. Now throws it off. Here's Talbot. He's had a busy night. He gets to the 30-yard line, so a play that could have really been disastrous does pick up a couple of yards, and we will have an official timeout injured player on the ground. Yeah, Hutchinson that time. Fortunate that that, uh, that ball didn't sail over his head. It could have been disastrous. Just got his fingertips on it. And fortunate there even to turn that to a positive gain. Player is still down for looking heights. We are not able to see who it is. We're shielded at the moment. So right now we will... Let me just take a moment here just to see. Yeah, he's going to get up, so we're going to stay right here. We will stay right here. Looks like it was Reggie Crawford, defensive end. And he is able to walk off. So he'll be at the 30. So second down and eight there for Newark Catholic. Don't forget Licking County Locker Room Show Monday from Ship Brothers Brewing, downtown Newark. We'll have the Northridge Vikings joining us. Hopefully you can too. Monday night, 6.30, right here. On Kate 98.7. Clock starts back up. Second down and eight for the Green Wave at the Hornets 30-yard line. Hutchinson 
to throw. Again, pressure, and this time he does not get away. Sacked back to around the 38-yard line. They are bringing the heat, Derek. Yeah, I'm not letting that just one time they didn't blitz affect their play calling. That time, Hutchinson did not know the play was coming from his blind side, did not know he was coming, which resulted in the sack. And just a huge sack right there because, I mean, it sets up obviously third and 16. And you only got to make you think here whether to, if they don't pick up any yards on this third down, do they elect to punt or go for it here just because, you know, you got such a long way to go to pick up that first down. And does Heights bring pressure or remember what just happened last time on third and long, giving up that huge screen pass? So the chess game underway here on this third and 16. They're bringing pressure. Here they come. And the pass is to Hess, looking to make something happen, knocked out of bounds. Better defended that time. So to the 33-yard line. So it's going to be third and 11 as a five-yard pickup there. So... You're looking at a 50-yard field goal, so that's not going to take the place. So, got to go for it here. Yeah, good job. Able to pick up some positive yards on that last play. Likes to play design. You know, perfect for really countering the blitz. You know, able to pick up six, seven yards. Unfortunately, he just had such a long way to go when he would pick up the first down. But, I mean, if you're getting another look here from that Hornets defense of blitz, you could run a similar play here on fourth down. Timeout call. So, Newark Catholic will call a timeout, but we'll keep it right here on this fourth down to see what the Green Wave decides to do. Again, Newark Catholic moving up from Division 7 to Division 6. And, again, folks are wondering... Well, do they really have a shot at the postseason? Absolutely they do because of their six games remaining, including tonight, four of those six are Division Two or Division Four or Division Five. Only two are with Division Six opponents. So computer points are out there for the taking. And, of course, with the expansion of the postseason to 16 teams, which I'm not going to say anything about, just say that's what's happening and we'll go with that, the opportunity is there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, depending on how Heights finishes the season, if the Green Wave win this game, I mean, this could possibly even get them in with just, you know, one or two victories. Um, Like you said, 16 teams get in, so you really only have to win probably about two games uh, on the rest of your schedule here. If you're a Newark Catholic, you probably can sneak your way in there. And looking Heights a little bit more difficult, they're 20th in their region, Division 7, uh, region 7, I should say, Division 2, Region 7, and they are in the 20th spot, and they do play a couple teams, including their arch-rival Watkins Memorial in a couple of weeks, which is Division 2 as well, but they would need a little bit more help if they would fall tonight, so a long way to go before we get to those scenarios. Let's focus on the one right here at hand, 4th and 11 for Newark Catholic at their 33-yard line. No score. Hutchinson. Oh, and we've got motion. A couple of newer Catholic players did. So now you push it back and make it fourth and 16 again. Do you maybe do the pooch kick and try to pin Licking Heights deep? I mean, it depends on how confident you are with your passing game here on fourth down because you're going to need 16 yards. It's like you really, that last play really didn't even occur. So looks like the offense is staying out there, but I mean, me personally, I might, might just play it safe because since your defense is looking good with the pooch kick. Trips to the far side. Here comes pressure. Hutchinson over the middle and incomplete. Nobody was really there. So now 
Licky Knights has pretty good field position, turnover on downs. Yeah, I think he was, yeah, he was looking for Talbot, but he just wasn't ready for the pass that time. Hutchinson had to get rid of it just because of the pressure coming after him. The Hornets, really, that entire last possession, blitzing pretty much every play, trying to keep Hutchinson uncomfortable because I feel like, yeah, I mean, the times that he does get uh, good protection, has a few seconds to go through his reads and stuff, he's really, really, really accurate. Um, you know, he doesn't have to be constantly on the move. But 3.27 left. We'll see if the Hornets can uh, score a touchdown here. Remember, they uh, they didn't they, they deferred, so they will get the ball at half. Landry to throw. He's got pressure. Fires a man wide open into Newark Catholic territory inside the 45 to about the 43-yard line. So they're right in business. Still going. Wondering where they're going to blow the whistle. They finally do. And they'll move it to the 41-yard line. So a huge pickup right there on first down, close to 20 yards. Yeah, I mean, Landry's impressed me so far here tonight. I wasn't really expecting the Hornets to uh, turn to the passing game that much, but he has, I mean, uh, part of that may just be how good he's looked so far here tonight. He's been really, really accurate. And that one interception in the first quarter, like we said, it really wasn't even his fault. At the Green Wave, 41-yard line, first and 10 heights. Landry, here's a handoff, Lopinto, good move. Gets inside the 40, keeps turning down to probably the 36, 37-yard line, so second down and five. And I don't think you've got to be in any rush here if uh, you're looking heights. 2.30 to play here. Worst-case scenario, you, you don't even want to give the ball back. You just want to bleed this clock down and head in the locker room 0-0. Zero, zero. Um, but no rush here. Obviously, if the big play is there, take it. Um, but all the pressure is on newer Catholic here right now. Second down and five. Landry waiting for it, and now we'll keep it and cuts to the outside. But Mikey Hess says nothing doing. A loss of a yard on the play, making it third and long. Good job by Hess that time. Sniffing out that quarterback keep. And I was going to say, I'm not sure if they're calling timeout. Doesn't no. look like it. I was going to say, if you're new at Catholic care here, do you call a timeout? Maybe get the ball back, but I don't think they're uh, they're chancing it here. A little over a minute 30 to go. But big third down once again for the Hornets. Five wideouts, three to the near side, two to the far side on this third down. Landry gets the snap. Quick drop. He'll look to run again. Cuts to the outside, breaks one tackle, still going, and will make it interesting on fourth down. About a half yard shy, and we are down to 112. Nobody using timeouts. And actually, yeah, I was wondering how close they were going to go. It's going to be fourth and one from the 32. So, again, if you don't get it here, Newark Catholic gets good field position. They're letting that clock drip under a minute now. They are in no rush on this fourth down. Down to 50 seconds, but they will go for it, at least set up to go for it. Landry with Lopinto on his left shoulder. He will look to keep it, and I don't think he got it, unless that second effort, but it doesn't look like it to me, with 37 seconds left. Why wouldn't you give it to Lopinto? Yeah, um... 
We'll see what the spot is. It is. It is North Catholic football. Football. So they hold strong there on that fourth and one conversion, but yeah, 37 seconds left. I just don't know if there's enough time for the Green Rivers to do any damage there. That's why, I mean, fourth and one, you really don't want to call a timeout if you're either team because, you know, if you're looking heights, you don't pick it up. You're giving extra time for that Green Wave offense. And if you call a timeout, if you're New York Catholic, and the Hornets end up picking up, you're giving up extra time for that offense to operate here. So we'll see. I mean, based on, I think, how this first down play goes, uh, we'll indicate how the rest of this drive will be for the Green Wave. 37 seconds from the 32. Hutchinson with time this time. Now he's got some pressure. Fires and almost intercepted. Reading that play well was for Licking Heights, Jalen Fillmore. Had he caught that, that might have been a house call. Yeah, you might just want to run it here now. If you're a newer Catholic, after seeing that first down play, almost turned disastrous for you. Um, you know, Licking Heights does get the ball to start the second half, but obviously, if you're a newer Catholic, you're wishing, you wanted to really put points on the board just because you were so close those two times, but you don't want to force anything here and, you know, turn the ball over. Well, they will hand it off to Hess, and he will get one yard, and that's about it. And 20 seconds remain in the second quarter. Newark Catholic does have two timeouts left, but now facing a third and nine. And they don't have to run a play, so why would you in case you don't pick it up? And that's exactly what's going to happen. So... That will do it for this first half. When's the last time we've been scoreless at halftime? This may be a first. I think it might be. Well, that's where we're at. No score between Newark Catholic and Licking Heights. We'll come back and recap this first half after a timeout. You're listening to the High School Football Game of the Week on Kate 98.7. Hi, this is Charlie Burwell from Church Street Floor Covering, and we're happy to welcome back all the high school football players to the field. At Church Street Floor Covering, we support all local athletes and wish them the best of luck this season. If you're looking for flooring that can stand up to whatever your home team throws at it, come see us at Church Street Floor Covering. We've been scoring big points with our customers for over 30 years. Church Street Floor Coverings, across from the Buckeye Valley YMCA. And don't forget to tell them, Charlie sent you. The Energy Cooperative Operation Roundup Foundation has granted over $3.8 million into our community since 2006. Participating members round up their utility bills to the next dollar, creating funds for school books, playground equipment, community parks, animal rescue, scholarships, and more. The Operation Roundup Foundation Board of Directors say thank you for helping to improve our community. For more information on Operation Roundup grant applications, go to myenergycoop.com slash roundup. Listening to the high school football game of the week, brought to you by Houston Plumbing and Heating on Case 98.7. Resetting your password, unsubscribing from emails, printing anything. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with an auto owner's insurance independent agent, getting the right coverage for your business doesn't have to be one of them. So you can get back to more important things, like learning how that printer works. That's simple human sense. Visit Hummel's Newark office right off the downtown square or online at HummelGRP.com. 
Stop into the toy store and upgrade your ride with epic savings on Polaris ATVs and side-by-sides. This is Jeff Ward, and now through September 30th, you can save on select Polaris Razor, Ranger, Sportsman, and General models with financing options as low as 1.49% APR for qualified buyers. There's no better time to take home a Polaris off-road vehicle. Explore the impressive Polaris lineup during our Upgrade Your Ride sales event at the toy store, Polaris. Think outside. Terms and conditions apply. Not all will qualify for financing rates. See dealer for details. Driver must be at least 16 years old with a valid driver's license to operate. You're listening to the High School Football Game of the Week. Brought to you by Licking Memorial Health Systems on Kate 98.7. Welcome back to Whitefield. We are scoreless at halftime. Newark Catholic and Licking Heights. Brian Mays, Garrett Wandel. Entertaining first half. Newark Catholic twice inside the two-yard line. Fumbles away the football in the first quarter. Licking Heights getting both of those recoveries. In the Between those two fumbles, Heights did have an interception as well. And then a missed field goal attempt after they drove 87 yards on 17 plays. And that's basically where we're at right now, 0-0, besides the last possession of that first half. Newark Catholic had it three times inside Licking Heights territory, and the drought continues now. Yeah, I mean, if you're Newark Catholic, you're really kicking yourselves at this point on offense because you were basically a yard out two different times uh, for scoring a touchdown. You just fumbles on the goal line. Um, it's what's really killing it. So you feel like you should be winning this game, um, but you got to give credit to Licking Heights. Uh, that defense forcing turnovers when they need to, and then um, besides that, they've played really, really well on defense. Um, but to obviously, like the score indicates, 0-0. Both defenses came to play today. We had a feeling this is going to be a low-scoring game heading into this one. Um, Licking Heights, their offense seems like they are... Slowly but surely figuring it out. Like you said, they had that field goal attempt, that short field goal attempt, just that weren't able to execute that one. Um, I said every broadcast because every game we've had so far this year has been a close game. Um, but this first drive in this third quarter um, by Licking Heights, this offense for Licking Heights is going to be really, really critical, I think, to just how the rest of this game is going to play out. Well... You know, you just sit here and you wonder, what's Newark Catholic thinking? You did everything right twice, and you came away with zero points. And the fourth down, you had a penalty, and, you know, those things kind of happened. But uh, to have this streak now go for 14 quarters, it's going to end at some point. But I, I think they've got to make some changes. And for Licking Heights, I know Landry's a very good running quarterback, but that play has not worked, and I'm very surprised they used it three straight times right there when they had a chance to maybe have one more opportunity to score. So I think with both teams struggling to hit pay dirt, it's bread and butter time. I don't think it's time to play around. You go with what you think is your best stuff, and if the other team stops it, a tip of the hat. If not, you, you should be able to win the football game. Yeah, I mean, so far, at least through the first half, like running the football for both teams has been really, really hard to do. Um, Landry is... Landry and Hutchinson, when they have time, they've been able to throw the ball and they've been able to pick up yards effectively, just not consistently. So I think, you know, two, whatever team either wants to go pass heavy and uh, find success doing it that way or figure out how to establish the running game, pick up uh, yards on the ground consistently, will most likely pull this one out. 
And we're picking on the offenses, but I would say both defenses are oh, yeah. playing very, very well. I mean, Heights is ultra-aggressive, and Newark Catholic is saying, we're going to take away one of your options, and that's really what they've done. Yeah, uh, we saw, especially on that last drive uh, for that Looking Heights defense, they blitzed basically every single uh every single snap and Newark Catholic did run a screenplay it worked really 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 well picked up a third and long on that and that's maybe what you have to do if you're Newark Catholic just scheme against that blitz scheme against that pressure kind of similar to what we saw a few weeks back with Heath against Norway Heath that defense loves to apply pressure and what Norway do they just kept running those halfback wide receiver screens and they burnt uh, that Heath defense were big plays on him. So I think that's what uh, Newark Catholic can kind of look for here at halftime and, j- and adjust and try to put some points on the board on offense. No score. Licking Heights and Newark Catholic will come back with the third quarter in a bit. But right now, our halftime features continue with Skip Mozitz tonight in high school football from the Ohio News Network. Ohio News Network. This is the Ohio Education Association tonight in high school football. Named best sports program in the country by the National Association of State Radio Networks. Tonight in high school football is presented by Bex Hybrids. Now here's your host, Skip Mossig. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to tonight in high school football's halftime report. This evening we'll talk a little Ohio Valley high school football with Joey Claypack, who's covered high school football in that area of the state for years. Joey joins us next on the Ohio News Network. Every farmer has their reason for why they do what they do. For Becks, it's faith, family, and farming. Since 1937, the Beck family and family of employees have been committed to honoring God and helping farmers succeed. Farming is full of extremes, and we face the challenges with hard work and steadfast determination, delivering quality line of products backed by legendary customer service. We look forward to standing by your side, supporting you as you live out the life you were meant to live. Bex, when it comes to farming, we believe in something more. I'm Ohio Education Association President Scott DeMauro, and on behalf of the OEA's 120,000 members, we're proud to bring you tonight's game. Our members are the public school educators who coach your kids on and off the field because we believe in the potential of every student and their right to a high-quality public education, no exceptions. That's why we will continue to speak in one voice to demand the supports and resources our public schools need because public education matters. You're listening to the High School Football Game of the Week on WCLT, W254CT Newark, Kate 98.7. You want top joint replacement surgery. Knox Community Hospital delivers with three fellowship trained surgeons. Joint classes to fully prepare you for surgery. Clinical advancements like robot-assisted knee replacement. Pain protocols that have most patients home the next day and coveted national rankings for four years running. All to help you beat the pain and heal faster. Go to kch.org to learn more. Hi, this is April with the Licking County Veterans Service Office. Are you or someone you know who served in the armed forces homeless or in danger of becoming homeless? Please contact the Licking County Veterans Service Office. We are connected with programs designed to assist homeless veterans and their families. Contact the Licking County Veterans Service Office at 670 
670-5430. Again, that's 670-5430. We are located at 935 Buckeye Avenue in Newark. You're listening to the High School Football Game of the Week. Brought to you by Lashley Tractor Sales on Cape 98.7. This is tonight in high school football on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Skip Mossick. We are presented by Beck's Hybrids. At Beck's, they are and will remain farmers at heart. And welcome back, everyone. Halftime of your game. We're joined this evening by Joey Claypack from our Steubenville affiliate, 106.3 The River, who's called high school football in the Ohio Valley for years. And, Joey, as we hit the midway point of the season, let me ask you about a couple of your area teams. We'll begin with the school that you primarily cover, and that's Steubenville. After dropping their opener to a really good Ursuline team, the Big Red of bounce back and run off three in a row. Not that anybody wants to lose, but did that week one setback kind of jumpstart things a little bit? I think so. And if you look at that game, I mean, Ursuline is 4-0 right now. And if you look at that game, Big Red got down early because they made some mistakes that we're not really used to seeing Big Red make. But they uh, fought through, um, battled back, and even fought through a 90-minute weather delay and came back and only lost that game by a few points. Um, Stupid Bill Big Red, they're the kind of team, Skip, that everybody likes to watch. They're the team that I always said they're fun to watch. They play very physical. They play very hard. They're well coached. And then I ask Coach Reno all the time, you know, how do you get those kids to play that hard for you? And uh, one of the things he always tells me is that, uh, you know, this group of seniors or this group of big red players, they don't want to be the group that lets the community down or lets the school down. They, they know there's an expectation when it comes to kids who wear the crimson and black, and uh, they want to be just as good as the teams that came before them. Also there in Division 4, a team that continues to have pretty good success there is St. Clairsville. Yeah, St. Clairsville. Coach Brett McLean has done a fantastic job in the, what, 22 years, 21 years that he has been at St. C. He did a good job uh, of getting those kids' confidence level back. He got the kids interested again in uh, St. Clairsville football. They're 3-1. and one. Uh, Their only loss came to a 4-0 and Canton South team by two points of 42-40. to 40. And uh, That's just a program that is on the rise and it has been on the rise uh, since he got there. Uh, another school that takes advantage of the uh, the players they have. He builds his system around the personnel, and that's as you know, Skip. That's always great for a head coach to do that. Don't expect kids to change to your system. We'll develop the offense and the defense around the skill set, and that's what he does. A couple of other area schools off to good starts. I know they had a great season a year ago, but in D five, Richmond Edison is four zero. Yeah, Coach Mike Colopy. Uh, he is just a great guy. He's been the baseball coach at Edison High School for a number of years, and the head coaching job at football came open, and he's done a nice job of getting that program turned around, and uh, last year, it was their first 10-0 season ever. The community was sky high, and obviously got a pretty tough draw in round one of the playoffs with um, Youngstown Cardinal Mooney, but I think they learned a lot from that uh, opening round playoff loss. Um, they're developing a little tougher attitude, um, and they're playing well. They're, they're playing well, really well. They had to replace a, a four-year starter uh, quarterback, but the young man they have now, Henderson, uh, young man, is doing a great job. He's a, a great passer, good vision. So, yeah, keep an eye on Edison. You're going to hear great things from them as well. A couple of area Division Seven schools off to good start. Steubenville Catholic Central is a perfect 4-0. and And don't forget about Toronto off to a nice 3-1 and start. Steubenville Catholic Central, uh, everybody loves to root for the Crusaders. They had a few down years. Uh, they hired a new coach, Eric Meek, who has been a coach in the Ohio Valley 
probably close to 30 years, and wherever he goes, he wins. He won at Wellsville. Uh, he was at Toronto. He won there. He won a state championship across the river in Weirton, West Virginia, with Weir High a few years ago. And uh, The AD from Steubenville Catholic Central called him a couple of years ago, and he was ready to get back into coaching. He was actually in the broadcast booth with us for a few years, and he has brought that attitude, that aggressive attitude, back to Steubenville Catholic Central. Uh, 4-0 starts in Coach Meek's second season and uh, Toronto on the other hand three and one uh, their only loss came to a really really talented we're high team from Weirton, West Virginia uh, they started the season with the junior quarterback Zeb Kenzie uh, being recruited by West Virginia as a quarterback and only a junior uh, and also being recorded by Oklahoma State as a linebacker unfortunately he suffered an injury a couple of weeks ago and he will be out for the season hopefully he'll be back uh, uh, next year, but Toronto is another one of those teams, you know, Ohio Valley tough kids, mill worker kids, and uh, Toronto is another squad that uh, they're not afraid to hit you, and they'll do well this year as well. Joey Claypeck, we always love talking Ohio Valley High School football with you. Appreciate your time, okay? All right, buddy, thanks. And we'll be back on the Ohio News Network. Bex recognizes this week's player with heart, Morgan Hall from Joseph Badger High School, for her commitment and passion on the field and within the farming community. It's a really fun team, especially this year with our coaches and all the players. We all get along really well. It's my favorite sport, the competitiveness of it and like the environment that especially home games create makes it really exciting. Morgan loves volleyball, but she also enjoys helping out in the community. I help my Nana up at the township park. She's one of the clerks for the township. And she waters all the flowers and stuff. And I go up there, help her pick up the park, water flowers. Her family has instilled in her a love of farming. Being at the farm, it's like peaceful to me. It's like get away from everything, like sports, school, everything. It's just like a place I can be myself and be calm and relaxed. At Bex, we are and will remain farmers at heart. Hi folks, it's Andy Ritberger. There's nothing better than taking your tailgate party up a notch or two, and all it takes is one stop at the Ritberger North Market to get our brats, hot dogs, steaks, ribs, and pork tenderloin. I gotta tell you that what's on your grill can make or break your party, so come see us at the Ritberger North Market on Maple Avenue in Zanesville. And if you're in the Buckeye Lake area, check out our new store, the Ritberger Market at the Lake. The versatile Kubota B-Series is a do-it-all tractor. Run powerful attachments that can be easily switched out. It features a hydrostatic transmission and is simple to maintain. The Kubota B-Series, rated number one in durability and owner experience. Talk to your local Kubota dealer today to schedule a demo. Visit Lashley Tractor Sales in Sainsville or online at LashleyTractor.com. Listening to the high school football game of the week, brought to you by KSEP's Auto Body and Service Center on Kate 98.7. McGuire's Distinctive Trucks has been your trusted truck accessories supplier for years. And now they've got Patriot Spray and Liner, the newest technology for your truck bed. Get wear, tear, and corrosion protection with the best spray-in bed liners, backed by Patriot's nationwide warranty. McGuire's Distinctive Trucks installers will ensure a uniform application that will protect your truck from everything you throw at it. Plus, it looks great, and it can be installed quickly. Patriot Liners and McGuire's Distinctive Trucks in Carroll. Your truck partner. 
At Licking Memorial Health Systems, our mission is to improve the health of the community. Our facilities utilize state-of-the-art technology that surpasses the standard for community hospitals to provide excellent health care for Licking County residents. Our health care technology features surgical robotics, advanced patient monitoring systems, cutting-edge imaging, and more to enhance patient outcomes, recovery, and safety. You're listening to the High School Football Game of the Week, brought to you by Mike's Roofing on Kate 98.7. This this is ONN. Our thanks again to Joey Claypeck from our Steubenville affiliate for talking some Ohio Valley High School football with us this evening. Enjoy the second half of your ball game. I'm Skip Mossick on the Ohio News Network. This has been the Ohio Education Association tonight in high school football. Presented by Bex Hybrids from the Ohio News Network. Trillium Farms, one of the country's leading egg producers, located near Johnstown, is hiring. If you're looking for a flexible, friendly, team-oriented work environment, they want you on their team. Hiring maintenance technicians, shippers, production, and processing workers. They offer some of the highest earnings in the industry, a very competitive benefits package, and a $2,000 sign-on bonus. View current openings or apply online at versova.com. B-E-R-S-O-V-A.com. Trillium Farms is an equal opportunity employer. Hi there, it's Haley from Mike's Roofing, and we're having a vinyl siding sale. Get the best price of the year now. Call me at 740-763-2867, and I'll send out my Uncle Nicky to give you a free estimate. Then I'll send my dad and my brother over to complete the job. We use Provia Siding bought locally at MRV. You don't want to miss out. The vinyl siding sale, I'll be waiting for your call. 740-763-2867. And don't forget, we do roofs too. Text mikesroofing.net. Really, Dad? You're listening to the High School Football Game of the Week, brought to you by Houston Plumbing and Heating on Case 98.7. No matter the season, there's always work to do. Husqvarna is always there to make the toughest jobs easier. Husqvarna has been the choice of professionals and homeowners alike for more than 332 years. Wright Brothers Power carries a full range of parts and accessories that add versatility, increase performance, and provide protection for your Husqvarna. For the full lineup of Husqvarna products and accessories, visit Wright Brothers Power at 625 West Church Street. Licking Memorial Health System's mission to improve the health of the community extends above and beyond providing quality health care services to Licking County residents. We value service and philanthropy and support local organizations that uplift and strengthen the entire community. LMHS is committed to supporting community benefits in arts and culture, housing and economic improvement, youth activities, social service organizations, higher education, and community service. You're listening to the High School Football Game of the Week, brought to you by Licking Memorial Health Systems on Kate 98.7. And welcome back to Whitefield as we get ready for third quarter action. Scoreless between Newark Catholic and Licking Heights. Brian Mays, Garrett Wando as we get ready for probably a make or break quarter. If you kind of look at it for both programs right now, Newark Catholic coming in, winless in four, Licking Heights one and three. Both teams starving to get into the end zone right now and really kind of see, we've seen it in the last couple of our broadcasts, one team really coming out more dominant than the other. And if that takes place tonight, that probably is going to be your ballgame. 
Yeah, if the first half showed any indication, it's not going to take many points to win this game. It feels like 14 points is probably going to be enough to win it, uh, just the way both these offenses and defenses have been operating. Um, But who knows, maybe we'll flip the script here in the second half. But uh, like I said before the break, Looking Heights, they will receive the second half kickoff. And, you know, like we said, we'll see what team comes out with that that little chip, that little boost um, on their shoulder here. But I think Looking Heights has an incredible opportunity here, you know, put put together a really good drive. They were able to move the ball uh, somewhat consistently in that first half. They just weren't able to put together an entire drive. But scoring a touchdown here in this opening drive can be really big. And if you're new Catholic, you can have basically have the same effect, you know, forcing a three and out. Again, taking away that last drive, which really was basically running out the clock, each team had three drives, and five of those six drives the teams were in the other team's territory. Mm-hmm. So that the and the only other one that was not the case was heights with the interception so the opportunities are there it's just right now each offense not able to capitalize some scores around the area as we get ready for third quarter action granville's now taking a 20 point lead on northridge 26 to 6 at halftime the heath bulldogs in zanesville zanesville has won three straight against the dogs despite not being that successful with anybody else Right now, Heath leads that game only 20-13. to 13. Hmm. And Bulldogs trying to snap a two-game losing streak. That would be a tough one to handle if they are not able to beat the 1-3 Blue Devils. Watkins Memorial up 20-zip to zip on Johnstown. Valley has a 10-0 lead on Lakewood. And Utica, look at them, looking to go 4-1 and one on the road. A long trip over to Wintersville. They lead Indian Creek 14-6. to six. And Newark right now trailing Olentangy Orange 28-13. to We thought that would be a tough one on the road for the Cats. But we'll see what happens with all those games, with many scores and more on the T100 High School Football Show 9-11 to tonight with Mark Bruce and Lee Waller. They'll get you updated on everything high school football from around the area. So, here we go. Third quarter. Newark Catholic will kick it off to Heights. In this scoreless duel in game number five of this high school football season. Lopez kicks it off. It will bounce around. Ball is on the ground. And I think Newark Catholic has it. They do. And it's Talbot. He's had a heck of a ball game on special teams. Huge kickoff return to start this one. And recovers the... Fumbled kickoff, Newark Catholic in business. Wow, we'll talk about getting some momentum to start off the second half. I thought looking at Heights had a really good opportunity, but not even not even being able to uh, get your offense out there for one snap uh, isn't going to help your chances. But just kind of a squib kick that time, and nobody able to field that one cleanly, and the Green Wave were all over it. We'll see if they can... Put some points on the board here. First and 10 at the Heights, 31. Hutchinson. And the pass to Talbot goes off his hands incomplete. And I talked about his kickoff return and now the recovery. Let's not forget his interception in that first quarter. So he's doing it everywhere. And is the leading pass catcher for the Green Wave in that first half. So he is 
jack of all trades right now. So incomplete pass, second down and 10 from the Hornets 31-yard line. Each team now with two turnovers as well. And you mentioned both these teams have been able to get it into plus territory, getting it into the other team, other uh, team's side of the field, but no points. So the field position really isn't even that big of an issue here, although they always have a great field position. It's just getting it in the end zone. Second and ten. Hutchinson will look to throw. Pretty good protection. Fires off the hands. Incomplete. That time... Look, I think he was looking for Kelly White, so incomplete. And we do have an injured Green Wave player on the ground, so officials will stop play. Maybe a little bit too much mustard on that throw. Wasn't a bad throw. Yeah, it looked pretty accurate, but yeah, I think maybe just a little too hardly thrown that time. Um, for his receiver really across the middle, but... Now you set up third and long. Probably, I mean, unless you take a sack here, um, going to go for it. Or even if you do take a sack, we saw him go for a similar fourth and long situation on this side of the field in that first half. But knowing that you're probably going to go for it here on fourth down, you don't need all ten of these yards. Um, maybe just try to set this up for you know fourth and short. Just try to pick up seven, eight yards here uh, on this play. And you do know probably, I mean, heights. Probably going to bring some pressure here, so maybe look for a screen, wide receiver, halfback screen on this third down play. Owen Helms is the injured Newark Catholic player working on his arm at the moment, and he will head to the sidelines. So third and ten after the fumble recovery on the opening kickoff of this second half. Can the Green Wave turn it into points? Hutchinson to throw. He's got pressure. He rolls to his right. He is looking long and the pass is almost intercepted and probably should have been. And let's see. We've got a flag down at the 28-yard line and it's against Licking Heights. Personal foul. Is that what I saw? I think it have to be. Oh, that's a killer. Let's see what the call is. Personal foul. Not sure what the infraction was, but they did say personal foul. So it would have been fourth and ten from the 31. Instead, first and ten at the Hornets 16. Yeah, that's just a killer penalty that time for Heights. I mean, yeah, fourth and ten for an offense that looked like they really can't get anything going so far on this opening drive in the third quarter and you bail him out with that penalty I'm going to guess uh, uh, something to the head that's the only thing I can come up with (laughs) where that was thrown around the line play Hutchinson again will throw fires what a great catch by Talbot he's at the five and he gets to the pylon waiting for an official signal no one wants to make it now they do touchdown green wave 16-yard touchdown pass. Hutchinson to Talbot. He is the man of the hour tonight. And the streak is over. I know. I know everyone's holding their breath there because just because you're at the one-yard line doesn't mean you're going to score a touchdown. So they, they are able to finally get it in the end zone. Nice pass by Hutchinson. Good reception by Talbot. And 
just a huge. I mean, it was all set up by the kind of that squib kick that wasn't fielded by the Hornets, and then also too that personal foul um, on third and ten. Extra point is good. 11.38 left, third quarter. 7-0, Newark Catholic leads it. Back after this timeout. On the high school football game of the week on Kate 98.7. Your college experience should be built just for you, supporting everything you value most. That's why Ohio University delivers the high-quality education we're known for right here on our Zanesville campus. Whether you're a full-time student or working full-time, Ohio's affordable, flexible degrees are always in demand in our community and can take you anywhere. Earn a degree in your own backyard on your own terms and move your career and your community forever forward. Learn more at ohio.edu slash Zanesville. Hey, this is Chris from KSEPS Auto Body in Granville and Johnstown. At KSEPS, we have a very good relationship with a lot of dealers that specialize in European vehicles or high-end luxury vehicles. And the reason that they send us work is because they trust us. They know that we're not going to put them in a bad position with their customers. And you can rest assured, too, that if you bring your car to us, same deal. We're going to take care of you. And we're going to make sure that you're happy. KSEPS Auto Body in Granville, Johnstown, and online at k-seps.com. KSEPS, quality you can trust. You're listening to the High School Football Game of the Week, brought to you by Lashley Tractor Sales on Kate 98.7. Pooch kick is fielded cleanly this time by Heights, and they will have good field position to begin their first crack at it on offense in this third quarter. Four-play, 31-yard drive after the fumble kickoff. And Hutchinson, 16-yard touchdown pass to Talbot. Extra point by Lopez is good. 7-0, Green Wave leads it. Critical that they did score on that, but you've got to think that personal foul, could that really come back and haunt Licking Heights, depending? we got to think this will be a low-scoring game. First and 10 from their 38. Here's Lopinto. 40, 42-yard line. Good pick up there on first down. I think you got to go to him, Garrett. Yeah, he didn't see too much action on the ground in that first half, maybe preserving him a little bit here for the second half. Um, but what really worked uh, in that first half was kind of just rolling him out of the backfield, either to the left or to the right, and just giving him the ball. I think just giving him the ball, period, uh, more in the second half. It's got to be the offensive game plan for the Hornets. Second down, Landry. He will keep it. This time it does work, and he will get the first down. Took a licking and kept on ticking right there, getting the first down up to the 48-yard line. Yeah, I like that play call. You were expecting him to uh, pass it out to Lapinto, you know, because he's rolling out. We saw that play a couple times and said tucks it and run, and uh, caught the green away black in that time. First and ten. He'll do it again this time. Get to midfield, and that's it. Two-yard pickup. I don't think you can go to the well too often, though, with that one. I think the Green Wave's going to shut that down. Good spot, though. They'll put it into Green Wave territory at the 49. Yeah, they've been they're reinforcing that play um, with the quarterback keeper for Landry. Um, hoping that I think they'll forget about Lapinto one of these times when he rolls out. And then hook it and hit him up for a big gain. Second down and seven from the 49 of Newark Catholic. Seven nothing. Green Wave leading the Hornets. Landry will send Lopinto in motion to the right, and he is looking long, and the pass will be intercepted by the Green Wave. Joe 
Cousins picks it off. And turnover number two in the second half, third of the game for Licking Heights. Well, it was the same play for what? Three, four consecutive snaps. So uh, when you run a play more than two times in a row, you're kind of just asking for bad things to happen. That's exactly what happened that time because they were ready to cover LaPenta on the rollout. They were also ready to stop Landry on the run, so Landry had to do something that wasn't in the script, take a deep shot. His guy was covered and nowhere to go with it, and that resulted in the turnover. So Newark Catholic will take over at their 18, 17-yard line. First and 10 there with 9.53 remaining third quarter. You really kind of thought Heights had the momentum going into halftime. That's gone. First and 10, Green Wave. Hutchinson, fake pitch. He's looking long, but nobody's there. Now he'll just flare it out to Hess, who made something out of nothing, and gets back close to the line of scrimmage. Maybe a loss of one on the play. Yeah, um, like you said, it seemed like Licking Heights, it was just a matter of time until they were getting ready to score. They seemed like they had the momentum. They were receiving that kickoff, but that squib uh, kick that wasn't fielded, followed by that personal foul, because they were playing good defense up until that point. That personal foul really bailed out that New York Catholic offense. Now all the momentum here for the Green Wave, and they're looking to pile on even more. Second and 11. Hutchinson gets the snap. Fires over the middle, and he's got his man, and the ball is on the ground. Are they going to say incomplete? They are. That was bang, bang, but they're saying incomplete. I think the right call. Yeah. NFL would have been incomplete. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he really had a possession of that one long enough to, to rule that a fumble, but still brings up another third and long for the green wave, and, I mean, it's up to just the Hornets here. Don't don't commit a penalty. Do not you know bail out this Green Wave offense on this possession. So from the 16-yard line, third down and 11. Hutchinson to throw. A lot of pressure. Here they come, and it's a screen to Hess. Makes one man miss. He's at the 20, 25, and now he goes. 30, 35, 40. He will hit midfield. Fifth gear. 40, 30, 20, 10. How? Oh, he got tripped up at the five. How could you do that to me? Oh, what a run by Mikey Hess. Well, Hutchinson waited until the absolute last moment to get rid of that one, to sell that screenplay to Hess. And like we said, if you're going to bring pressure you got to make the Hornets pay, and that's what exactly what Newark Catholic did that time. Ran the halfback screen, and great job with Hutchinson just hanging in there, literally, to that last second. And Hess had a, I mean, yeah, I thought that one was going for 6-2. Um, he had blockers out in front of him, a lot of green, but they're set up. First and goal. This has been a gray area for him so far here tonight. Haven't been able to put this one inside the end zone on these goal-to-go situations. Hutchinson rolls right on first and goal. Fires back across the green and incomplete. That time looking for Wentz. 
and got it over the Heights defender. Pretty good throw, but just a little bit off the fingertips, incomplete. Yeah, I mean, at this point, you don't want to don't want to turn it over. That's the last thing you want to do here. They've already turned it over twice in similar situations. Um, you know, worst case, throw the field goal unit out there, trying to go up two possessions because two possessions in this type of ball game. You know, this, these 10 points probably feels more like 20 points. Second and goal from the seven. And looks like Newark Catholic is going to call a timeout. So they will take one with eight minutes, 49 seconds left in this third quarter. Green Wave up seven to nothing. Facing a third and 11 from their 16. A huge screen pass to Mikey Hess, who just went across the field and then took it down the left sideline all the way to the seven-yard line, tripped at the about the nine, really thought he was taking it in for the score, but still a mammoth pickup on third down. And if they are able to put points on the board here, whether a touchdown or field goal, that's capitalizing with points on two out of the three turnovers, and that's what you got to do to win football games. Yeah, got to make the other team pay for turning the football, for giving you the football in these opportune situations. So, um, yeah, I mean, obviously a touchdown here would be huge, but just given the history here, you know, you don't overthink it. You don't have to be forcing anything here. And that's probably why, you know, it's probably very safe and sorry here to call a timeout, second and goal, don't want another miscommunication. Cause that's really what it's that uh, – that first fumble was just kind of miscommunication between Hutchinson and Hess kind of on that read option. So get the play call in right. And, I mean, yeah, let's see if that Hornets defense can hold strong once again. Second and goal. Trips to the near side. Hutchinson with Hess in the backfield. He will roll to the right. Looking, firing off the hands. And it's still juggled and caught, I think, at the five. And, yes, making the catch for a two-yard pickup to Joseph Cousins. And he will get to inside the five to the four, so it's third and goal. This might be an understatement. That was beyond a dangerous pass. Yeah. Uh, lots of passes going off of receiver's hands or deflected or tipped in some form or fashion for Hutchinson. Uh, you got to be careful. I mean, sooner or later, you know, you have a feeling... You know, one of those Hornets defenders is going to be kind of in that right place at the right time and intercepted. Fortunate that that one wasn't even intercepted, but that was a very dangerous play that time for just two yards. Um, so we'll see what they do if they go back to the passing game, which it looks like it here on third down. Third and goal, and I think we've got motion against Newark Catholic, and we do. Yeah, they spread that one out. Nobody in the backfield with Hutchinson that time. So it'll move it back to the nine-yard line, third and goal from here. And I guess I understand it because you had two running plays inside the five, which led to fumbles, and they're saying we're going to score through the air down here. Yeah, I get it. Uh, You'd like to be able to run it. This is when you would love to run it. This is the ideal situation of when when you want to run the football. When you only need, you know, four or five yards. Uh, but now, you know, after that five-yard penalty, you, you have to pass it here um, on third goal. Hess will be with Hutchinson. Now he'll split out 
And Hutchinson will look to throw. Fires. There was a lot of grabbing at the goal line. It does fall incomplete. I think both players were grabbing each other, and so that's a good no call, incomplete. And I think you go field goal here, and that's what Newark Catholic's going to do. Lopez has a great leg. Yeah. Put three on the board. That's big because it makes it a two-possession game. Your defense still looks really good in this third quarter. You're still going to build some momentum. You know, you make it a two-possession game, so a little nice ten-point cushion, hopefully, for that defense. We'll see. 26-yard field goal, low snap, kick on the way, angling, and looks good, and it is good. Good job by Hutchinson to field that low snap, but we have got something going on with the officials. Let's see what the flag is. Oh, boy. Oh, boy is right. (laughs) And it looks to be against Licking Heights. Is it another personal foul? And do you take points off the board in a low-scoring contest? If it's a first down, if it's on that first down, I feel like you have to. It depends what the penalty is. So here comes the signal. Or are they going to talk to Coach Hendershot? He's asking what they want to do. And it looks like the offense is going to go back out on the field. Personal foul again. Oh, my goodness. That is twice where personal fouls have just devastated what Heights was trying to do on defense. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand it there. I mean, it's a field goal attempt. No need to... Do anything too crazy right there, and now you gifted the Green Wave a new set of downs at the five-yard line. So, I mean, maybe now you maybe like to run it here. (laughs) We'll see, though. Hess is back there with Hutchinson on first and goal from the five. They are going to throw. Looking in the end zone, incomplete. I'm going to say no, they're not. I don't think, I mean, based off that, I mean, now, I mean, we'll see on second and goal. I mean, I don't, it's hard to call, I think, in the situation just because of the uh, history just tonight. I mean, because your two previous goal line trips, you try to hand it off. I mean, you got 50% chance of fumbling. That's what it is right now. Right now, yeah. Two plays were clean, and the other two plays, they fumbled, so... I mean, maybe try the odds here on second and goal. Um, but it seems like, I mean, the Hornets know. I mean, they are prepared for the pass um, on these goal situations. And maybe they know that they are, Green Waves are afraid of running the football. Going heavy on the near side here on second and goal. And they will hand it off to Hess. And he will take it, still going, still churning, down to about the one. So it'll be third and goal from there. Well, that's a nice play that time. They were able to get the run off cleanly. That's what's most important than everything. Yeah, it looks like that's a one-yard line, one and a half. So we'll see. This may be four-down territory for the Green Wave now. Third and goal from the one. Newark Catholic leads this 7 nothing. 
midway point of the third quarter, and the Green Wave's going to have to call another timeout. So they'll be down to one, which you really would like to keep in the fourth quarter. But then again, a two-score lead, especially if it's two touchdowns, is just beyond mammoth in this ballgame. And Looking Heights has just got to be saying to themselves, just, you know, we are hurting ourselves because... Correct me if I'm wrong. That's, is that two personal fouls in this third quarter? Yep. Yep. On each drive. On each drive, keeping one alive that would have had a fourth and ten from the 31, which the very next play is 16-yard touchdown pass. This one, the 26-yard field goal was good, but then you set up a first and goal from the five, and now it's third and goal from the one. So they're playing hard. They're playing tough. But you just can't have those mental mistakes on crucial third downs and then on a field goal. Yeah, I mean, I think if they were to put this one in the end zone based off the personal fouls, that's definitely what's going to be haunting them in this game because you don't commit those two personal fouls, it's still 0-0 at the worst-case scenario here. Yep. Or maybe even 3-0. So, um, yeah, big third down coming up here. Hutchinson looks like he's going under center, which he is on this third and goal. And they try to quarterback sneak, and he gets away, and he's into the end zone. That play did not work at the beginning. It was going nowhere, but Hutchinson was able to entangle, and now we have a personal foul. This one will go against Newark Catholic, but the touchdown will count. Absolutely will count. This was after the play. So the one-yard quarterback sneak will make it 13 nothing, and then Heights will decide do they want to enforce it on the extra point or kickoff. I personally would do it on the kickoff because Lopez is going to boom this extra point one way or another. And because the referees are not might, we won't be able to tell until they line up for the extra point. Yeah, but I because then you're going to get better field position on the kick. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you there. And it looks like early indications will be like it's on the it's on the kickoff. Yeah, it's sportsmanlike. Yeah. So, but yeah, good job by Hutchinson that time. Was kind of just leaning on his center, trying to get in, kind of recognize he was going nowhere. Bounced off of him, just took it to the right side, and got enough for the touchdown. And wouldn't you know it? The extra point is no good, partially blocked. Guess he wasn't booming that one. I guess he was not. So not only does the extra point not go, but now you're going to have him kicking deeper into newer Catholic territory. So heights a glimmer of hope here, trailing 13 to nothing in the third quarter. Yeah, but you've got to take advantage of this. Oh, yeah. Yep, this is a, uh, a must-score drive here for uh, the Hornets. you got to... Figure out a way to put this one in the end zone here. Uh, still a lot of time left in this game, 6.53 in the third quarter, but, I mean, especially to the way Heights just moves the football on offense. They like taking their time. They, you know, bleed that clock, even though they're not necessarily trying to on offense. So um, they just got to – this is a must-score drive, though, I think, for them. At this point in the game, try to cut this one to one position possession. Let's take a timeout. 13 nothing, 6.53. You're listening to the high school football game of the week on Kate 98.7. 
Coaches often explain a loss by saying their players failed to protect the quarterback. 46! <laughs> Protecting your assets is important in life as it is in football. I'm Brett Boyer from Boyer Insurance, and our team is here to provide the coverage for your life's fumbles. <laughs> so if your zone gets flooded or an employee injures their backfield, you can recover. Stay on the ball with the help of our team at Boyer Insurance in Zanesville and Coshocton and online at BoyerINS.com. 60 years of getting the job done right. 60 years of satisfied customers at their homes and businesses. Houston Plumbing and Heating, your York professional contractor, is celebrating 60 years in business. Since 1963, our family has been keeping your family safe and comfortable. Call us at 740-763-3961, where for 60 years and counting, one call does it all. Ohio license number 25394. Listening to the high school football game of the week, brought to you by KSEP's Auto Body and Service Center on Kate 98.7. So the pooch kick after the personal foul penalty will put Licking Heights at their 45 yard line, trailing 13 to nothing, but just need to go half a field. So we'll see what the Heights offense, they have shown glimmers of opportunity here, running and throwing with Landry and Lopinto. But this is a must-score drive, now down by two scores. Two backs with Landry on this first and ten. A couple wideouts here to the near side and one to the far side. Landry, low snap, and tackled in the backfield. A loss of three on the play, making the stop. Jackson Broyles. Yeah, that... Green Wave defense has done a great job of limiting the run tonight for Heights. I mean, that's a huge play there on first down. Sits you up behind the sticks and looking like you're going to have to throw throw it here on the second down. Try to pick up some yards, make this at least third and manageable. And I don't see him out there, but I do not believe Jake Lopinto is available on this drive. Landry looking to keep it. Nowhere to go again. Going backwards are the Heights offense. Jackson Holman. And this drive, which started at the 45, is now back inside the 40 on third down and now 15. Yeah, once again, I mean, that, that quarterback keep. Landry has not had good success keeping it, trying to run for any type of And he's thrown the ball well tonight. He's going to have to throw it here on third and 15. He scrambles away. He's got a lot of pressure. Looking, firing, and too far. And he was leading, I believe that was Broyles, incomplete. So three and out after starting at their 45-yard line. And you're starting to see some frustration along the height sideline. Yeah, I don't blame them. Uh, Except with great field position, your first two plays go for negative yards. So, I mean, you're setting yourself up for failure, really, on that third down and long. Um, But just what a response, what a way that this Green Wave team has come out in this third quarter. And you said, really, whoever wins this third quarter. Bad snap goes over the head of the punter. He picks it up at the 10, and he's going to look to run, and there is nowhere to go. This game has completely... Then spun on its head. Licking Heights in this third quarter has fumbled the kickoff. 
thrown an interception, and now a bad snap over the punter's head. Could you have a worse three possessions? Well, actually, two possessions and a kickoff. Yeah, I mean, so far, special teams have been huge. As we just saw the bad snap on the punt, setting up the green with a great field position. you got to think they're going to be getting some form of points here on this possession. Then it was all set up on that opening kickoff, really, I, I believe. Um, Newark Catholic sees momentum on that first play of this third quarter, recovering that squib kick. Uh, their special teams have been huge in this third quarter. Well, they're starting this drive at the 13, first and 10, up 13 nothing. Hutchinson to throw. Fires back. He's got a man wide open. House call. Newark Catholic. Touchdown pass to Kelly Wentz. And Miller Hutchinson has his second touchdown of the night. And it's now 19 to nothing. And it went wide open on that one. I think everyone was suspecting that play was going to the right since Hutchinson was rolling to the right. He stops, turns, reverses field, and finds his man wide open in the end zone. And turning points, uh, I mean, it's not technically a turnover, turnover on downs, but uh, just con- converting once again off just a miscue on special teams by the Hornets. Extra point by Lopez. He booms that one through. <laughs> and it is now 20 to nothing, Newark Catholic. So for an offense that had done nothing, really for three games, six points in three games, taking advantage of miscues by their opponent and getting a huge third down conversion when they were deep in their own territory. And the offense has come alive. The defense doing what they need to do. Special teams, all three areas, checked in the box for Newark Catholic tonight. Yeah, I mean, this second, I mean, like I said, this second half, they have played outstanding. They did exactly what they needed to do, even though they didn't even receive the second half kickoff. Uh, they, They got momentum immediately. They got this crowd involved. And ever since they got that little bit of momentum, from that squib kick, they haven't looked back. But also, too, for Licking Heights, those personal foul penalties. Um, bailing out that Green Wave offense. Uh, but both those personal fouls resulted in touchdowns. You can't help but wonder, I'm sure, uh, if you're the Hornets, you know, what if we didn't convert those two personal fouls? What would be the score at this point in the game? Lopez set to kick it off from the 40. And again, it's a short, high pooch kick. Fielded at the 30, and they will go down right there. Well, I've got to see if Lovento comes out also, because if he is banged up or can't go, that's just yeah. even more disastrous for Lucky Knights. you got to have him. Yeah. And I think he is yeah. back. It looks like he is back in there, which is good to see. But I think it's throwing the football time now. Yeah, Landry's had a good night through the air. I mean, you got to, I think, just trust his arm in this situation. First and ten from the Heights 30-yard line. Landry, he will throw. Pretty good pressure. He'll roll out, looking at the 30. Fires catch made. And getting up to the 39-yard line. Good pickup of nine right there. So it'll bring up second and one. Five minutes remain in this third quarter, 20 to nothing. Newark Catholic leads it. And playing with a little bit more tempo right now. Landry will throw. 
Looking, firing deep over the middle. He's got a man wide open, but led Lopinto just a little bit too much. He had broken free, and that was six. Yeah. Yeah, nobody near him that time, but just a little bit too much on that throw from Landry, but like to call their second down short. Why not take the deep shot? But no need to really just focus up on picking up this one yard here. Third and one. Trips out to the near side. Lopinto in the backfield with Landry. Think he might get it right here just to get the first down. He will get it, and he will get it, and more. Midfield breaks away, 45, and down to the 42. Heights trying to show they're not done. And the clock will start, first and 10 at Newark Catholic's 42. This is kind of where they get stuck. Yep. Little into Newark Catholic territory there. Seem to stall out here. They need to just put some points on the board. Landry will keep it. Not much there. Yeah, it's just... Take that out, Garrett. Yeah, you got to take those quarterback plays, those quarterback run draws, flush them down the toilet like your goldfish in fourth grade. Just take those out. I mean, because they have been... The risk is not worth the reward at this point. It's been negative yards or just short gains at this point. Do you think I can even remember fourth grade? <laughs> Landry to throw. He... Has got some pressure and sacked. Sacked at the line of scrimmage. And it'll be third down and long. Good pressure there by the Catholic front wall. Another good pressure applied, which for the most part, that defensive line, you know, despite not looking as big as that offensive line for. Looking heights, I feel like they've won the battle for the majority of the night, just applying pressure and also just stopping the quarterback and halfback runs. Third down and ten. Landry looking. Here's the pass to Lopinto. He's at the 40. Puts his head down down to the 37-36 yard line. And it's fourth down. They obviously have to go for it. Down 20 to nothing with three minutes remaining in this third quarter. And it's a fourth down call that probably could be the game right here if they don't get it. Yeah, the way that uh, Newark's been, uh, Newark Catholic's been operating on offense in this second half, this is a guy who picked this up. Fourth down, Landry. Looking, looking, got pressure. He is not going to get it. He is stopped at the 36. Tristan Musgrave making the stop. And so, yeah, we talked about it. That's where they seem to have their stall on offense, and it's right on cue. Turnover on downs to the Green Wave. Yeah, it seemed like Landry just kind of saw maybe his first option wasn't there to immediately just look to run and try to pick it up the first down. And Newark Catholic must have their scanning report on Landry running the football because whenever he tries to break free or he's under pressure trying to just escape, extend the plays, he has had really no success doing it um, with his with the speed tonight. So Newark Catholic, which has scored on every possession in this third quarter, which just kind of is mind-boggling enough not to be able to score for ten quarters, now gets the ball. Here's Mikey Hess. And that time the sweep works as he gets up close to the first down. Took a pretty good pop, but he'll be right at the sticks. 
And Hess gets up, no problem. Jogs right back to the line and says, let's go. Yeah, I know it's still just the third quarter, but up 20. Your defense has been playing great. You can start to kind of just run this clock down. Um, make the Hornets force you to throw this football in this situation. Ball marked at the Greenway 46-yard line, first and 10. Two and a half minutes remain, third quarter. Hess in the backfield with Hutchinson, who's had himself a good night. Two touchdown passes and a touchdown run. First and ten. Here's the pitch to Hess. Cuts back, gets to midfield into Heights territory at about the 49-yard line. Exactly what you want to do right now. Yeah, New Catholic, I mean, it's kind of a... uh throwback to last year I mean they look like kind of that similar to that last year's team in this third quarter I mean they've been able to do basically whatever they want on offense their defense has been playing outstanding football and we've already talked you know that how special teams have affected this game too for them second and five from the Hornets 49 yard line trips to the near side on the second down Hess will stay on Hutchinson's right shoulder. He will get the handoff, breaks one tackle, will get the first down, and then go out of bounds at the 41-yard line. Starting to wear down that Heights defensive front right now. Yep. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Just keep giving Hess the ball. Um, No need to throw it here. No need to just... And if you're Hess, protect the football. Don't fumble it. Last thing you need here is a turnover. Continue to just chew that clock down, and the rate you're going, I mean, this this Hornet defense has no response for this running attack on this drive. Under 10 seconds on the play clock, seeing that from the official, so Green Wave has to hurry here on first and 10. And fake handoff, Hutchinson to roll, and... Pass a little bit low for Talbot that time. Falls incomplete. Second down. Yeah, I mean, just kind of a little roll out that time for Hutchinson. Low drag route for Talbot. Just trying to, I think, keep the Hornets guessing. But fortunately, that falls incomplete now. You don't want to bail out this Hornets defense here. I mean, you've had great success with Hess. I mean, I just keep feeding him the ball here. It'll be second and ten from Heights' 42-yard line. We see so many teams quick huddle or, or go as fast as they can. There is no rush right now by Newark Catholic on this offensive set. Here's the pitch to Hess on the left side, looking to make something happen, and he will get caught at the 44, and I think we're going to have another horse collar. Might have been influenced a little bit by <laughs> the fans because <laughs> he was not throwing that. They're going to talk about it. It was not as obvious as the first one, but it did look like there was some jersey from the back. They're having a long conversation about it with a minute two left in this third quarter. But it looks like the flag will 
I better just wait and see. Yep. Personal foul, horse collar. So, again, instead of a third and 12, it's going to be a first down. Let's pause for station identification. You're listening to the high school football game of the week on Kate 98.7. You're listening to the high school football game of the week on WCLT. W254CT Newark. Kate 98.7. 27-yard line of Looking Heights is where Newark Catholic will have shop here with 50 seconds to go in the third quarter. Personal fouls just eating the Hornets alive right now. Almost one on every possession in this third quarter. First and ten, Green Wave. Hutchinson rolls right. Looking deep, firing for Talbot, and incomplete. Yeah, trying to take the deep shot, really just trying to think, get the killing blow right there in that first down, coming off that personal foul penalty, which they did on their opening drive in the third quarter. But, yeah, I mean, at this point, touchdown here has a good chance of really sealing this one for Newark Catholic. Well, you had that. Then you had the personal foul and the field goal. Yep. Nothing on the last drive, but here you are. Well, the punt. And the punt. The punt, the high snap, so. It just continues. Second down and 10 from the 27. Hutchinson again will throw. Catch made by Wentz. Tackled after a small pickup, maybe about a yard. And that probably will do it for quarter number three. And it will. So, three quarters in the books here at Whitefield. Newark Catholic looking to get their first win on the season, leading Licking Heights 20 to nothing. Back with the fourth quarter after this timeout on the high school football game of the week on Kate 98.7. I don't know how I'm going to get this project finished. Wrenches keep breaking, the lawnmower just cut my extension cords, and I could really use a skid steer loader. Go to the ER. Who's that? Go to the ER. Go to the ER? But I'm not hurt, just frustrated. Not the emergency room. Go to Weekend Warriors Equipment Rental for all the tools and help you need to get your project finished right and timely. Weekend Warrior Equipment Rental, Route 13, Thornville, next to Napa. Hey, this is Chris from KSEPS Autobody in Granville and Johnstown. At KSEPS, we have a very good relationship with a lot of dealers that specialize in European vehicles or high-end luxury vehicles. And the reason that they send us work is because they trust us. They know that we're not going to put them in a bad position with their customers. And you can rest assured, too, that if you bring your car to us, same deal. We're going to take care of you, and we're going to make sure that you're happy. KSEPS Autobody in Granville, Johnstown, and online at k-seps.com. KSEPS, quality you can trust. You're listening to the High School Football Game of the Week, brought to you by Mike's Roofing on Kate 98.7. Brian Mays, Garrett Wandel, fourth quarter, Whitefield, Newark Catholic leading Lecking Heights by a score of 20 to nothing, facing a third down and nine from the Heights 27-yard line. As Newark Catholic looking to move to one and four. And Heights would fall to one and four. After a scoreless first half, that third quarter, all Newark Catholic. Starting with a squib kick on the kickoff, recovered. But really, 
the Heights defense had done what they needed to do, and we're going to face a fourth and ten with that Green Wave offense. But a personal foul, get the drive alive, 16-yard touchdown pass on the very next play, and that really started the avalanche that has not slowed down in this second half. Third down and nine, Hutchinson will throw. Rolling right, now going to back across the field, and what a catch, I think. He did hold on. Joe Cousins with a great catch with two defenders draped all over him, and that is a first down green wave. Yeah, Hutchinson kind of high high pointed that ball for Cousins, and I mean, yeah, just outstanding catch. Had to go up midair, had two guys all over him, but comes down with a huge catch. Once again on third down. So I think right now this is designed to give Miller Hutchinson a lot more confidence going into the second half of the season. Because, yeah, they've run Mikey Hess a little bit here, but this has been, this drive really is throwing the football and seeing what Hutchinson can do. He's already got two touchdown passes on the night. This time Hess does get it, running for his life, and will be tackled out of bounds. At about the 15-yard line. But I think Hutchinson has handled himself pretty well tonight. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, we've probably seen his best performance of the year so far. Um, yeah, I mean, for the most part, I mean, yeah, he's thrown some dangerous passes that have been, you know, tipped, uh, could have been intercepted. But for the most part, I mean, he's had been pretty good, especially here in this third quarter, um, finding his receivers, avoiding sacks, and I think, yeah, too, just building confidence. You're seeing this guy just, you know, kind of regain his confidence from last year because I'm sure, you know, no shortage of confidence last year. Starting out 0-4, not so successful this year, doesn't help that. Second down and nine from the 15. Hutchinson will pitch it to Hess. He breaks one tackle. He's at the 15. Nice move inside the 10, and will get to about the 8-yard line. Hess running hard. Could have been stopped for no gain there and still ends up picking up about seven. Yeah, I think it's just the yard or two short of the sticks there. So, I mean, could just go back to Hess here on third down or, by the way, they run their offense. I mean, you could just have another little rollout here for Hess, a little out route or drag route here for one of his receivers. So it'll be third down. They'll need about two from the eight-yard line. Third down there. Hornets trying to make one more defensive stand here. Hutchinson. Handoff Hess. He's at the five. He will get the first down. Down to the four. I like that call that time. Playing it safe, but Hess has been having a really good second half running the football. That offensive line is giving a nice push up front here. And I mean... I don't think you need to overthink it here. You don't need to force anything. Just get the killing blow here. I think a touchdown here basically uh, ends this football game. First and goal from the Heights four-yard line for the Green Wave. And here's the pitch to Hess. Nothing doing that time. Hornets defense snuffed that out. He'll be hit in the backfield and back to about the eight-yard line. Yeah, I think uh, Hutchinson wasn't ready for the snap that time. Yeah, it didn't look like it. Yeah, he was just kind of still stationary. Ball came. He's fortunate to look back, and 
catch it. It was a good snap. So um, Green Wave avoiding disaster there, but a little bit of a broken play, just not in sync that time. So second and goal now from the eight-yard line. So after throwing a lot, they've gone three straight runs to Hess, which would make you think we might go to the air here. Hutchinson gets the snap. He will roll right, looking to go, fires, and another great catch at about the five-yard line. That was Wentz. Ball was behind him, but somehow he was able to get his mitts on it and pick up three. Yeah, nice, solid gain there on second down. Once again, just Hutchinson under some pressure, just had to get rid of it. And a couple yards is better than no yards here, especially setting up a third down and goal. Last time at about the same spot, Licking Heights was able to stop the green wave, which led to the field goal attempt, or what we thought. Then the personal foul extended the drive, and green wave put it in for six. Third and goal. Hutchinson to throw. Fires, and in the end zone. Touchdown, Talbot. Fly on the play. Let's hold up. And it's against North Catholic. Great catch, though, by Talbot. Good throw, too. Uh But looks like we have motion against the green wave, so that will push it back to the 11 and make it third and goal. Try to run that again. That's what I was going to say. You could probably just run a similar play, either flip it or draw up something similar here. Try to get this one in for six once again. But penalty comes back to prevent some points on the board for the green wave here finally. So, And I think that's at least their third penalty within the red zone. They've had a couple down here, a couple false starts, and they had one in that opening drive. So definitely something to clean up moving forward. Third and goal, Hutchinson fires, and again, catch made inside the five. It'll be a fourth and goal from about the three-yard line. Checking to see who that was. I think that was Joey Cousins. Yep, that's who it was. Fourth goal, fourth and goal from the three, and they are going to send out the field goal unit. So Lopez will... Attempt a chip shot here from probably about 20 yards. Hutchinson will be his holder, and it will be a 20-yard field goal attempt. Snap is good. Kick is not good. It's like he almost did a, a golf swing where you just kind of short-armed it yeah. and he short-legged it a little bit. Yeah. 7-12 to go, fourth quarter, and it's still 20 nothing. Yeah, like we were saying, you just kind of got to chip it in. Just got to tap it in, and yeah, didn't really use his full leg that time and did not convert, but I don't really think it was too much harm in missing that field goal there. I mean, it'd still be a three-possession game, but it takes a little bit of pressure off, I guess, because... Uh, you have the horns would have to get three touchdowns and two of those times would have to get a two-point conversion. But 7-12 remaining, I, still very slim chances here. The Hornets can come back, but if they want to score, they gotta do it here quick. And looks like Newark Catholic uses their final timeout. We'll take one as well. 
7-12 to go, fourth quarter, 20-0. Newark Catholic leads it. Back after this timeout on the high school football game of the week on Kate 98.7. The Energy Cooperative Operation Roundup Foundation has granted over $3.8 million into our community since 2006. Participating members round up their utility bills to the next dollar, creating funds for school books, playground equipment, community parks, animal rescue, scholarships, and more. The Operation Roundup Foundation Board of Directors say thank you for helping to improve our community. For more information on Operation Roundup grant applications, go to myenergycoop.com slash roundup. Hi, this is Adam Reed with the Licking County Veterans Service Commission. Did you serve in the U.S. military? If so, please contact our office. We can provide information and assist you with filing for local, state, and federal veterans benefits, including compensation, non-service-related disability pensions, surviving spouse benefits, health care enrollment, education, emergency financial assistance, and much more. Call 740-670-5430 to schedule an appointment. We are located at 935 Buckeye Avenue in Newark. You're listening to the High School Football Game of the Week. Brought to you by Houston Plumbing and Heating on Case 98.7. First and ten, Lucky Knights from their 20. Landry rolling out. Fires D for Lapinto. And incomplete as that pass was going out of bounds. Second and ten. So, Buckeyes and Hilltoppers tomorrow. How are you uh, looking at this one? Well... This one may be a little closer than what some Buckeye fans are comfortable with, just based off how we looked the first two weeks. But uh, I'd say 24-point win for the Buckeyes tomorrow. That would be my prediction. Like 48-24, something like that. So high-scoring affair. Second and 10, Landry. Pressure, and he will be sacked behind the line of scrimmage. Ball was fumbled. Did Newark Catholic get it? They did. So the turnover bus continues for Licking Heights in this second half. And the fumble recovery by Newark Catholic. And it was Trent Clark who recovered the fumble. So Green Wave in business once again inside the red zone at Licking Heights' 18-yard line. What a disastrous second half for the Hornets. Yeah, it just continues to get worse and worse and worse. Snowballing out of control here. It, and it started from the opening kickoff, yep. literally, uh, of the second half. Uh, with them not recovering, this, it wasn't even really a designed onside. It was just a squib kick mishandled, and it is a ton of penalties, and specifically personal fouls, that have really kept uh, in extended Newark drives. The hard-hitting continues. Hutchinson that time gets drilled back behind the 20-yard line, a loss of about four on that play. They don't want to... He seems to be all right after that. Found a little dance moves out there, but don't want to get him hurt, you know. Basically have this one wrapped up, 6.30 to play here. I'm sure, you know, this is a good opportunity to just build some momentum with Hutchinson since you're up 20. Uh, basically have this one secured. Um, just maybe take some shots here, just build up, continue to build that confidence in those receivers and with Hutchinson. Second down and 14. Hutchinson will throw. Quick pass to Talbot. Flyer on the play. He makes a couple of nice moves, but I think this one will be coming back. Yeah. 
did fumble that one out of bounds, but they go out of bounds. But yeah, I gotta think it's. I'm gonna guess a hold out on the wide receiver screen, which we see quite a bit, unless it was motion before it. So they will mark it back. Looks like it was some type of procedure call. Back to about the 27-yard line. So the Green Wave, the last three games, 21-9 they fall, 40-0, 28-0. Changing it completely around tonight, leading 20 to nothing. Yeah, and I mean, too, they could have they even left some more points on the board yeah. because that first half was kind of ugly for them. You know, two goal-to-go situations inside the three-yard line and no points to show for it. Second down. Here's an inside handoff to Hess. Breaks a couple of tackles and gets down to the 20-yard line and make it third down and 12. Yeah, they have not punted once tonight. Neither team. And neither team. Heights no was punch. in punt position, but a ball went over his head. So yeah. kind of odd, a 20 nothing game that you don't have any punts. But that's what happened when you have turnovers and some change of possessions on downs. And it's third down and 12 from the 20. Trips to the far side on this long third down for Hutchinson. He will throw. Quick pass to Hess. Pressure out in the backfield, and he will get back to about the 20, and that's it. So fourth down and 12 here. I'd almost like to see him go for the field goal and get some confidence back in their kicker, Lopez, here. That's what I was thinking. Uh, Had that extra point blocked in that third quarter, and now... Kind of missed that chip shot, which they are going to put Lopez out there for a longer field goal here. I think that's the right call. Yeah. Because this will be about 37 yards. So this is a good kick right here. He obviously has the leg, so we'll just kind of see where he is mentally on this kick. Oh, it's a bad snap, and it's going to be blocked. That's not on him on that one. That snap was rolling back to Hutchinson. So yeah, that play did not work. We do have a injured Licking Heights player. So here comes your cynicism. Despite it being a twenty nothing lead for Newark Catholic, plenty to work on yeah. moving forward. Yeah, uh, we've seen too just some maybe some miscues with the center and Hutchinson here tonight and. High snaps, I'm sure they will want to clean up. And like you alluded to, too, just their red zone efficiency tonight and some penalties inside the red zone. Like you said, they left some points up on the board here tonight as well. Um, some things to work on still offensively. But defensively, I mean, it's harder. It's hard to play, really, I'd say, a more perfect game if you are able to hold on to a shutout uh, to defense's dream to shut your opponent out but I don't I mean they gave up some 
passing plays, some third down conversions early in this game, but besides that, there's nothing really too much to critique on the defensive side for the Greenwood. Not at all. A couple of finals tonight. Utica, 4-1. and one. They win at Indian Creek, 35-6. Watkins Memorial, also 4-1 and one with a shutout of Johnstown, 41 to nothing. And Olentangy Orange beats Newark tonight by a final of 42-13. to 13. And Granville is leading Northridge 36-6, so they'll move to 5-0. and 0. Heath and Zanesville tied at 20. Wow. They try to do it again. That's their That would be four. Yeah, I'm telling you. No question about that. Landry to throw on first and ten. Flyde comes in. He fires deep downfield, and the pass off the hands incomplete. But I think, unless they're going to call... Oh, I give up on what they're trying to call. Uh, Well, I'm not sure what the second flag was for, but the first flag... It looked like Lapenta was coming out, just kind of a bailout, a check down, and he got tackled. So there's going to be some form of pass interference or <laughs> holding against your Catholic. I'm not sure on the second one, though. came uh came after the play. All right, so there's your hold against Newark Catholic. And then we have sideline warning okay. against Newark Catholic. So... Ball will be marked up to the 33-yard line. Be first and 10 there for Watkins, or excuse me, Licking Heights. I was waiting. When was I going to do that tonight? (laughs) Almost made it. Almost made it. Landry in a lot of trouble, rolling out, trying to find somebody, and now we'll just throw it out of bounds. And at this point in the game for the Hornets, you just want to... Leave with something positive to think about and work on offensively. Because, uh, I mean, defensively, I mean, you just kind of beat yourself tonight defensively. Yep. Honestly, I mean, just with those personal fouls. If you take away those personal fouls, Newark may only have three to seven points, I feel like, on the scoreboard right now. Um, but, yeah, it doesn't get easier for looking heights. And you try to get something going here on offense because they take on undefeated Granville next week. Landry looking, nobody open. Why not another flag, which we will have? Pass falls incomplete. And we'll see what this penalty is. At some point this evening. Oh, guys, think some yeah hold against Lucky Knights. Yeah. Penalty will be declined, so it'll bring up a third down. Yeah, this is a tough stretch for Lucky Knights, and you kind of—I'm sure—they were pointing this, saying we got to get this win for going against the Blue Aces, and they've just got to be thinking, what do we need to do? They had the game in hand last week and lose in the fourth quarter. The game was tied at halftime here, and they had the ball to start off, and it just, again, it just snowballed unbelievably in that third quarter and just not able to recover. Because you you really, it might be a 0-0 game for three out of the four quarters tonight. Yeah, it, it, it could be 0-0 right now, yeah. if uh, Even if you didn't get that kickoff to start the game, it's just, yeah, those, those personal fouls on those, 
third and fourth down plays were huge, and they all led to touchdowns um, for Newark Catholic. As another pre-snap whistle. For no reason. For no, I was going to say, I'm not sure the reasoning or... Move the that dinner reservation is not till 10 o'clock or 10.30. <laughs> there's just no, there's no doubt about it. You got something later. <laughs> but it's much later. It's much later. Little screen pass to Lopinto, who is a good runner. I really like him. He's a good, hard player. Gets up to the 38-yard line. Bring up third down and five. Yeah, he's been a bright spot tonight for the Hornets, both running the football and receiving it. And I think Landry did a good job throwing the football tonight. Um, it was just whenever he tried to scramble or, you know, those quarterback-designed run plays, they would be disastrous uh, for him nine times out of ten tonight. Fourth down and five. Landry will throw this time, and that's the play right there that was open in the game early that they've completely gone away with, and the pass is complete for a first down. You're absolutely right. That's what we saw the first couple of possessions. That one to Jalen Fillmore. And we really haven't seen it until now. No, yeah, they uh, decided to go away from the pass, yeah, for some reason, and, yeah, it just results in them stalling out on offense. Landry fires, and nice catch along the sidelines. To the Newark Catholic 43-yard line. Should be enough for another first down. Sorry to see Landry complete a couple passes here on this drive. and They call that incomplete? I guess they did call that incomplete. Wow. Yeah, they're marking it here on the... Okay. <laughs> Looked good to me. Yeah. Second down and ten. Landry... Plenty of time this time. Now we'll roll. We'll bring it back for a hold. He's got a man open, and the catch made down to the seven. But that will go for not, as we'll have a hold against the Lucking Heights offensive line. A lot of penalties tonight. A lot of penalties. Yeah, that's... Really the biggest uh, red flag tonight for the, the Hornets is just penalties overall have prevented their offense from scoring and also have gave Newark Catholic lots of second chances. Yeah. Because, I mean, overall, I mean, yeah, they, they didn't, it doesn't look like, I mean, we we're just watching, we're using the eye test, it doesn't look like Newark Catholic's 20 points better than Licking Heights. Here's a double pass, Lopinto. He's got a man open, but too far. Man was open, but falls short at the 15-yard line. Tell you what, Lopinto's got an arm on him. Yeah, he had a cannon. He launched that ball downfield too much, unfortunately, in his case. But a little trickery right there. I did catch the green wave sleeping, but unable to connect that time. But, yeah. I'm sure that won't be the last time they run that play this season. No. And there's a, a ton of plays in every game, but you really wonder what would have happened on 4th and 10 from the 31-yard line. Yeah. I, you just, 
I mean, they they could have hit a touchdown pass. Hess could have done something. You never know. But you really think that one play may have just changed this game completely. Here's Landry. This was one of his best runs. Gets to midfield. And it'll make it fourth down and ten from there after the holding penalty a few plays ago. And right now, Newark Athletes is trying to get out of this injury free and move on. Fourth down from the Greenway 49-yard line, fourth and eight. Landry to throw. Good protection. Too good of protection because it's going to be a hold. But the pass falls incomplete, so it should be a turnover on downs. Flag on the play. Yep, and Newark Catholic looking to take on Utica next week. Which How about that? Should be another interesting game, another tough matchup for them. Utica, yeah, they just beat uh, Heights last week and won again tonight. They're four and one. Um, so that I'm sure. You know, you cannot, if you're a Newark Catholic, cannot overlook Utica here, and obviously Utica cannot overlook Newark Catholic with what they just did to Licking Heights here tonight. I don't know that anybody at the beginning of the season taking out Utica and Newark Catholic would have said, okay, going into that game, right, Utica's 4-1, yeah. and one, <laughs> Newark Catholic's 1-4. and four. Maybe in the opposite, right? Yeah, the very, very. Most people would have said. You, you would, but that's why you just never know. You never know. Two minutes, twenty-eight seconds remain here in the fourth quarter. As Newark Catholic will go on offense here for probably the final time tonight, and I believe we've got a new quarterback in there for the Green Wave. Sometimes the names change and the names stay the same. How about Malone Hutchinson? <laughs> He's in at quarterback, 5'11 freshman. Taking over for Miller, who I had my question marks about tonight. There's no question about it, and the stats you shared in the pregame show kind of talked about it. But, again, he was the, the scorer tonight. Two touchdown passes and a running touchdown when really that play was stopped for nothing, yeah. and he was able to break free. So I think a good leadership game tonight and uh, good balance with throwing the football most of the time. He found his, his man in Talbot many times this evening and also getting to Mikey Hess on some big screen passes. I think a real good game for Miller tonight. Second down. And handoff. He'll throw. Quick pass to Talbot. Flyed on the play. He makes a couple of nice moves. But I think this one will be coming back. Yeah. Did fumble that one out of bounds, but did go out of bounds. Yeah, But yeah, I got to think it's... I'm going to guess a hold out on the wide receiver screen, which we see quite a bit. Unless it was motion before it. So they will mark it back. Looks like it was some type of procedure call. Back to about the 27-yard line. So the Green Wave, the last three games, 21-9 they fall, 40 to nothing, 28 nothing. Changing it completely around tonight, leading 20 to nothing. 
Yeah, and I mean, too, they could have they even left some more points on the board yeah. because that first half was kind of ugly for them, you know, two goal-to-go situations inside the three-yard line and no points to show for it. Second down. Here's an inside handoff to Hess. Breaks a couple of tackles and gets down to the 20-yard line and make it third down and 12. Yeah, they have not punted once tonight. Neither team. And neither team. Heights no was in punt position, but a ball went over his head. So yeah. kind of odd, a 20 nothing game that you don't have any punts. But that's what happened when you have turnovers and some change of possessions on downs. And it's third down and 12 from the 20. Trips to the far side on this long third down for Hutchinson. He will throw. Quick pass to Hess. Pressure out in the backfield, and he will get back to about the 20, and that's it. So fourth down and 12 here. I'd almost like to see him go for the field goal and get some confidence back in their kicker, Lopez, here. That's what I was thinking. Uh, had that extra point blocked uh, in that third quarter, and now... Kind of missed that chip shot, which they are going to put Lopez out there for a longer field goal here. I think that's the right call. Yeah. Because this will be about 37 yards. So this is a good kick right here. He obviously has the leg, so we'll just kind of see where he is mentally on this kick. Oh, it's a bad snap, and it's going to be blocked. That's not on him on that one. That snap was rolling back to Hutchinson. So yeah, that play did not work. We do have a injured Licking Heights player. So here comes your cynicism, despite it being a twenty nothing lead for Newark Catholic. Plenty to work on yeah. moving forward. Yeah, uh, we've seen too just some maybe some miscues with the center and Hutchinson here tonight and. High snaps, I'm sure they will want to clean up. And like you alluded to, too, just their red zone efficiency tonight and some penalties inside the red zone. Like you said, they, they left some points up on the board here tonight as well. Um, some things to work on still offensively. But defensively, I mean, it's harder. It's hard to play, really, I'd say, a more perfect game if you are able to hold on to a shutout uh, to defense's dream to shut your opponent out, but I don't... I mean, they gave up some passing plays, some third-down conversions early in this game, but besides that, there's nothing really too much to critique on the defensive side for the Greenwood. Not at all. A couple of finals tonight. Utica, 4-1. and one. They win at Indian Creek, 35-6. Watkins Memorial, also 4-1 and one with a shutout of Johnstown, 41 to nothing, and Olentangy Orange beats Newark tonight by a final of 42 to 13. And Granville is leading Northridge 36-6, so they'll move to 5 and 0. Heath and Zanesville tied at 20. Wow, they try to do it again. That's their that would be four. Yeah, I'm telling you, no question about that. Landry to throw on first and ten. Flight comes in. 
He fires deep downfield, and the pass off the hands incomplete. But I think, unless they're going to call... Oh, I give up on what they're trying to call. Uh, well, I'm not sure what the second flag was for, but the first flag, it looked like Lapenzo was coming out, just kind of a bailout, a check down, and he got tackled. So there's going to be some form of pass interference <laughs> or holding against your Catholic. I'm not sure when the second one, though, came, uh, came after the play. All right, so there's your hold against your Catholic. And then we have... Sideline warning okay. against Newark Catholic. So, ball will be marked up to the 33-yard line. Be first and ten there for Watkins, or excuse me, Lutting Heights. I was waiting. When was I going to do that tonight? <laughs> Almost made it. Almost made it. Landry in a lot of trouble, rolling out, trying to find somebody, and now we'll just throw it out of bounds. And at this point in the game for the Hornets, you just want to leave with something positive to think about and work on offensively. Because, uh, I mean, defensively, I mean, you just kind of beat yourself in that defensively. Yep. Honestly, I mean, just with those personal fouls. You take away those personal fouls, Newark may only have three to seven points, I feel like, on the scoreboard right now. Um, but, yeah, it doesn't get easier for Looking Heights. And you try to get something going here on offense because they take on undefeated Granville next week. Landry looking. Nobody open. Why not another flag, which we will have? Pass falls incomplete. And we'll see what this penalty is. At some point this evening. <laughs> oh, God, I think some yeah, hold against Lucky Knights. Yeah. Penalty will be declined, so it'll bring up a third down. Yeah, this is a tough stretch for Lucky Knights, and you kind of, I'm sure they were pointing this saying, we got to get this win yeah. for going against the Blue Aces. And. They've just got to be thinking, what do we need to do? They had the game in hand last week and lose in the fourth quarter. The game was tied at halftime here, and they had the ball to start off, and it just, again, it just snowballed unbelievably in that third quarter and just not able to recover. Because you, you really, it might be a 0-0 game for three out of the four quarters tonight. Yeah, it, it, it could be 0-0 right now, yeah, if... Uh... Even if he did get that kickoff to start the game, it's just, yeah, those those personal fouls on those third and fourth down plays were huge, and they all led to touchdowns um, for Newark Catholic as another pre-snap whistle. For no reason. For no, I was going to say, I'm not sure the reasoning or... Move the... That dinner reservation is not till 10 o'clock or 10.30. <laughs> there's just no, there's no doubt about it. we got something later. <laughs> but it's much later. It's much later. little screen pass to Lopinto, who is a good runner. I really like him. He's a good, hard player. Gets up to the 38-yard line. Bring up third down and five. Yeah, he's been a bright spot tonight for the Hornets. Both running. 
the football and receiving it. And I think Landry did a good job throwing the football tonight. Um, it was just whenever he tried to scramble or, you know, those quarterback designed run plays, they would be disastrous uh, for him nine times out of ten tonight. Fourth down and five. Landry will throw this time, and that's the play right there that was open in the game early that they've completely gone away with, and the pass is complete for a first down. You're absolutely right. That's what we saw the first couple of possessions. That one to Jalen Fillmore. And we really haven't seen it until now. No, yeah, they uh, decided to go away from the pass, yeah, for some reason, and, yeah, it just results in them stalling out on offense. Landry fires, and nice catch along the sidelines to the Newark Catholic 43-yard line. Should be enough for another first down. Sorry to see Landry complete a couple passes here on this drive. and They call that incomplete? I guess they did call that incomplete. Wow. Yeah, they're marking it here on the... Okay. <laughs> Looked good to me. Yeah. Second down and ten. Landry. Plenty of time this time. Now we'll roll. We'll bring it back for a hold. He's got a man open, and the catch made down to the seven. But that will go for not, as we'll have a hold against the Lucking Heights offensive line. A lot of penalties tonight. A lot of penalties. Yeah, that's... Really the biggest uh, red flag tonight for the, the Hornets is just penalties overall have prevented their offense from scoring and also have gave Newark Catholic lots of second chances. Yeah. Because, I mean, overall, I mean, yeah, they, they didn't, it doesn't look like, I mean, we we're just watching, we're using the eye test, it doesn't look like Newark Catholic's 20 points better than Licking Heights. Here's a double pass, Lopinto. He's got a man open, but too far. Man was open, but falls short at the 15-yard line. Tell you what, Lopinto's got an arm on him. Yeah, he had a cannon. He launched that ball downfield too much, unfortunately, in his case. But a little trickery right there. I did catch the green wave sleeping, but unable to connect that time. But, yeah. I'm sure that won't be the last time they run that play this season. No. And there's a, a ton of plays in every game, but you really wonder what would have happened on 4th and 10 from the 31-yard line. Yeah. I, you just, I mean, they, they could have hit a touchdown pass. Hess could have done something. You never know. But you really think that one play may have just changed this game completely. Here's Landry. This was one of his best runs. Gets to midfield. And it'll make it fourth down and ten from there after the holding penalty a few plays ago. And right now, Newark Catholics is trying to get out of this injury free and move on. Fourth down from the Greenway 49-yard line. Fourth and eight. Landry to throw. Good protection. Too good of protection because it's going to be a hold, but the pass falls incomplete, so it should be a turnover on downs. Flag on the play. Yep, and 
Newer Catholic looking to take on Utica next week. Which How about that? Should be another interesting game, another tough matchup for them. Utica, yeah, they just beat uh, Heights last week and won again tonight. They're four and one. Um, so that I'm sure you know you cannot if you're a newer Catholic cannot overlook Utica here, and obviously Utica cannot overlook newer Catholic with what they just did to Licking Heights here tonight. I don't know that anybody at the beginning of the season taking out Utica and Newark Catholic would have said, okay, going into that game, right, Utica's 4-1, yeah. and one, <laughs> Newark Catholic's 1-4. and four. Maybe in the opposite, right? Yeah, the very, very... Most people would have said. You, you would, but that's why you just never know. You never know. Two minutes, 28 seconds remain here in the fourth quarter as Newark Catholic... We'll go on offense here for probably the final time tonight. And I believe we've got a new quarterback in there for the Green Wave. Sometimes the names change and the names stay the same. How about Malone Hutchinson? (laughs) He's in at quarterback, 5'11 freshman. Taking over for Miller, who I had my question marks about tonight. There's no question about it, and... The stats you shared in the pregame show kind of talked about it, but again, he was the the scorer tonight. Two touchdown passes and a running touchdown when really that play was stopped for nothing, and he was able to break free. So I think a good leadership game tonight and uh, good balance with throwing the football most of the time. He found his, his man in Talbot many times this evening and also... Getting to Mikey Hess on some big screen passes. I think a real good game for Miller tonight. Second down and handoff right up the middle there. We'll make it third down and long. Yeah, just an overall a good offensive showing for the Green Wave because, yeah, I mean, we were both, you know, questioning this offense if they. I thought, I mean, coming into this game, I thought, you know, that it would be up to the offense. If they could score some points, put some points on the board, they should be able to count the victory just if they were able to do so, just because they have been really, really just not that great so far this year. But a good game, really all around on offense, running, throwing the football. The offensive line uh, had a good showing tonight, too, so... Um, we'll see if they're able to build on this momentum and they can kind of snowball their success from the third quarter into uh, Utica next week and beyond. Down to 37 seconds. It's fourth down and 16. This will do it. Probably have to run one more play here. So North Catholic will get their first defensive shutout of the season and while it's not the halfway mark that you want it to be you're on the upswing Yep. and that's what you've got to look at moving forward for potential LCL championship and then if they can get into the postseason making a run there so that will do it final score tonight from Whitefield Newark Catholic 20 Looking Heights, nothing. Back to recap this game after a timeout. You're listening to the high school football game of the week on Kate 98.7. 
Everyone's always on time. Whether you're pushing your team to the end zone to score or pushing to finish the construction job for the customer so you don't have time to be waiting for materials. Get the lighting and electrical supplies you need when you need them, even in job lot quantities. At Linden Lighting and Supply, 200 West Monroe Street in Zanesville. LindenLighting.com. Get what you need. Get it fast. Get back to work. Good luck to all area teams this year. Hi there, it's Haley from Mike's Roofing, and we're having a vinyl siding sale. Get the best price of the year now. Call me at 740-763-2867, and I'll send out my Uncle Nicky to give you a free estimate. Then I'll send my dad and my brother over to complete the job. We use Provia's Siding bought locally at MRV. You don't want to miss out. The vinyl siding sale, I'll be waiting for your call. 740-763-2867. And don't forget, we do roofs too. Text mikesroofing.net. Really, Dad? You're listening to the high school football game of the week. Brought to you by Lincoln Memorial Health Systems on Kate 98.7. Do you come home to find your trash thrown all over the ground, driveway, or yard? Or are you just tired of paying too much just to get rid of your trash? Call Shackelford's disposal today. Offering a weekly residential trash service at honest and fair pricing. Shackelford's also offers commercial and dumpster services for your weekend and construction projects. So call Shackelford's Disposal at 740-366-0001, where you get the real deal. 60 years of getting the job done right. 60 years of satisfied customers at their homes and businesses. Houston Plumbing and Heating, your York professional contractor, is celebrating 60 years in business. Since 1963, our family has been keeping your family safe and comfortable. Call us at 740-763-3961, where for 60 years and counting, one call does it all. Ohio license number 25394. Listening to the high school football game of the week, brought to you by Lashley Tractor Sales on Cape 98.7. The experienced heating and cooling professionals that meet any budget is just a phone call away. Your local Lennox dealer, Lucart Heating and Cooling, has been installing Lennox systems in Licking County for over 60 years. Installation professionals, Nate certified technicians, and Lennox Innovations make Lucart Heating and Cooling the wise choice. Call 740-344-5497 today. That's 740-344-5497. Lennox. Innovation never felt so good. Stop into the toy store and upgrade your ride with epic savings on Polaris ATVs and side-by-sides. This is Jeff Ward, and now through September 30th, you can save on select Polaris Razor, Ranger, Sportsman, and General models with financing options as low as 1.49% APR for qualified buyers. There's no better time to take home a Polaris off-road vehicle. Explore the impressive Polaris lineup during our Upgrade Your Ride sales event at the toy store, Polaris. Think outside. Terms and conditions apply. Not all will qualify for financing rates. See dealer for details. Driver must be at least 16 years old with a valid driver's license to operate. You're listening to the high school football game of the week. Brought to you by KSEP's Auto Body and Service Center on Case 98.7. Overlooking Heights by a final of 20 to nothing. A very ominous start for Newark Catholic as they got the opening kickoff, drove down to the two-yard line, and on second and goal, fumbled the football. Licking Heights gets it back, and then on the third down, they throw an interception to Talbot, who returns it to the 18. A couple plays later, at the one-yard line, second and goal, fumble again by Newark Catholic, recovered again by Licking Heights, who then takes it 87 yards down but missed a 29-yard field goal. 
And then a couple of possessions back and forth, not much going on. We go into halftime 0-0. Third quarter, total different ball game. Off the opening squib kick, it's fumbled by Licking Heights. Newark Catholic recovers, but they go three and out, or so we thought. But on a third and ten from the 31-yard line, a pass goes incomplete. Personal foul penalty. Down to the 16-yard line, Miller Hutchinson with a 16-yard touchdown pass right after that to Talbot, and it's now 7-0. And Licking Heights throws an interception, but things would change again because after driving down the field, Newark Catholic setting up for a field goal. The kick was good, and there was a personal foul against Licking Heights. So a couple plays later... Touchdown again for Newark Catholic. That makes it 13 to nothing. Then I believe we had a fumble next. I think um, something like that. Bad snap. Bad snap. Uh, on the so we had the bad snap. That goes over the head. So Newark Catholic has the ball again deep in Licking Heights territory. Another touchdown. 20 to nothing. Otherwise, we'd be 0 0 because that's <laughs> all the scoring. And there was no other scoring in the fourth quarter. So. I'm sure Newark Catholic happy to stop the shutout streak, which had been at 10 quarters. They get the victory, so a lot of positives. But there's probably still a taste of their mouth of saying, guys, we can play so much better. Yeah, they definitely left some points on the board, especially, like you said, in that first half, two goal-to-go situations, no points, turning it over, got to clean that up, I'm sure. And we saw it kind of affected how they were uh, calling plays on the goal line in the third quarter. Those first and goal at the five, and, you know, we're just seeing some passing plays. Like, why don't they run it? Well, we don't blame them because uh, just the ball security question marks, you know, on these handoffs. So, um, yeah, offensively, you know, um, really good third quarter. You know, Miller Hutchinson having a really, really good bounce back game. Um, like I said, having problems with interceptions so far this year, but played really good tonight, responsible for all three of the touchdowns. I'm sure this feels good for him and just that whole offensive unit who was accustomed and used to scoring 30-plus um, for the past several years in most of their games. So um, ending that shutout streak is big. Their defense, I mean, I was impressed with their defense. I knew their defense was good. It was able to keep them in um, most of their games so far this year, you know, despite us uh, being winless entering tonight, but if you're looking heights, I mean, you just mm. this one may this one's gonna haunt you because, like you said, I mean, if it weren't for some personal fouls and just some miscues on special teams, I mean, it could have been it's it probably would have been zero 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 three zero seven something like that, and looking heights could have had its uh, opportunity to tie this one up or even win the game with just one touchdown. Um, so. You know, they just need to go back, and they didn't necessarily play bad. It was just a couple plays where, um, you know, the bad snap on the punt and uh, some penalties that uh, really hurt them in this one. Yeah, there's no question about it. They definitely lost the turnover battle, which is hard to think of when you had two turnovers in the first quarter. But uh, two fumbles, the interception, then the bad snap, just nothing went right for Heights really at all after that one drive where they did take it from their two-yard line. And it was very impressive, running and throwing, but just not able to get in sync the rest of the night. But there are things there that you would think they're going to be able to clean up and move forward. But it's Green Wave with the victorious bell tonight, 20 to nothing over Licking Heights. Back to wrap this one up after our final timeout on the High School Football Game of the Week on Kate 98.7. 
You're listening to the High School Football Game of the Week. Brought to you by Mike's Roofing on Kate 98.7. And our next Monday night Licking County Locker Room Show will be coming up this Monday at Ship Brothers Brewing where we'll have the Northridge Vikings joining us for the evening. Again, we'll start at 6.30. Hopefully you can join us in person or here on the radio. And then Friday night, our first trip this year out to Randy Boffman Stadium. The Licking Valley Panthers red hot, winning again tonight for their third straight victory. They will entertain the Zanesville Blue Devils, who are in a battle with Heath right now. Bulldogs lead at 26-20. Pre-game 6.45, live kick 7 o'clock Friday night. Hopefully you can join us then. Thanks to our engineer and producer, Kenny Peck. Thank you again, Kenny. For Garrett Wano, this is Brian Mays. Again, your final score here from Whitefield. Newark Catholic 20, Licking Heights nothing. Have a great Friday and weekend, everybody. You've been listening to the High School Football Game of the Week on Kate 98.7.